Well, well, maybe the Oscar-winning soundman could just start like recording his own voice, trying to emulate what the voices are supposed to sound like. Hmm. Like yeah. get Frank Welker to fix it. Not that he's an Oscar-winning <laughs> sound man, but he should be. I, I I I love how the term has become sound man. Yep. Yes. Oh, I'm. Oh, yeah. That's probably gender, like insensitive, sound well, technician. I I I was going to say, you know, he he sounds like a wicked Mega Man boss and Doctor Wily. Man. You know, he's pretty crazy. He'll he'll make a robot that is actually functioning in society and totally recall him to go kill Mega Man instead of continuing to make robots that'll make him billions. To activate all the sound men. Like all, of the, all of the sound men. He could do that too, make lots of sound men. The sound men. Because it's like, has there not been any audio based, like, Mega Man a- antagonist? There has to be, uh, right? Well, there... rock, roll, bass. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, sonic waves of, you know, that's his beam, essentially. It's just Slash like shockwaves. Sung. Slash Woman did and... sing. It's yeah, yeah, nine like games. Fish. She sang, and it, it brought the the robot fishies down on you. But there were bosses who they would use sound based um, attacks. But there was no robot master who I think was made of like that was his thing. Like he's got like yeah. headphones on and like a giant speaker in his chest. He just yeah, yeah. is a speaker. Or something. He just is a speaker. He's got he's got like trumpets for legs and shit. Yeah, <laughs> why not? That amazing. seems like that would have been obvious in comparison to like jewel man and whatever like <laughs> happened eventually that that was just a bad idea all around jewel man bomb man anyone who explodes or just shatters when they're hit bad idea dr wiley yeah <laughs> also oh, man a robot with a giant pair of scissors on his head maybe maybe you need to rethink that one like does yeah. he even attack with those don't they fly off his head and do stuff Yes, he he not only flings it off his head, he also has an arm cannon that shoots scissors, Perfect. therefore invalidating the scissors on his head. Is he what is he? Blade Man? Like what are they? Cut man. man. Cut Man, of course. He's H- one of the first. Man. What was yep. I thinking? Yeah. What was? Oh yeah. There there was a Blade Man in ten. He was just a giant knife who had knife hands and knife feet. And <laughs> That's right. He was, he was quite basically possibly, just a samurai. He was quite possibly the dumbest design <laughs> that Capcom ever allowed to be in a game. He looked really dumb. He he almost looked like just like a sword with two swords for arms. <laughs> <laughs> he real looks sad. like something I'd drawn grade three. <laughs> yeah, this is Cut Man. <laughs> but Cut Man was way more you know designed ironically yeah and 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 he was just like mega man with a different head with scissors on top i remember there was a nintendo power where they held a like make your ne- make your own robot master contest and somebody some like dumb 8 year old kid won with like this terrible drawing of something i can't remember what it was but I was so pissed off because then it's like these are some of our other submissions and they're works of art by like th- by like sixteen year olds and stuff at the time. But, but no, like, well, this stupid little kid like with eight, a box so... of crayons. Like fuck that. Yeah, that is probably our age actually. Now that I think about it, well, it was just like this will mean more to this kid than a sixteen year old. No, no, it's like shit. Like oh shit. I would love even now to win a robot master contest. Like in, a, I don't even know. What I would shut down. Around. 
the site, the podcast, everything we've worked towards to just be on Twitter, just like exposure, and then the little line underneath that describes you, your profile, Robot Master Design Winner 2014. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it would be. That's my claim to fame. I designed Sound Man. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. We'll just take he this. He had trumpet legs and everything. And... Trumpet legs? <laughs> I don't know what like, <laughs> other instruments you could incorporate, but works for me. I think the speaker in the chest is kind of my Yeah, I, I think yeah. He, he has to have that. He has to have a speaker in the chest. He's got to have trumpet legs. And his head has to be like a microphone with two eyeballs. Ooh. <laughs> a microphone? <laughs> Oh man, what would his arms be? Trumpets. Oh wait, we already said trumpets for legs. Well, yeah, he's yeah. got trumpets for legs. So I'm I'm guessing one of his arms would be like a trombone, and that would because then it can extend, extend. Yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then the other one, I don't know. Maybe the other one would just be a sound blaster card or something. <laughs> he he would like flail flail it around, but it wouldn't do anything. That would kind of be the comical attack that he has. What if he had two little, like, tweeters speakers as eyes? He is just made complete... He doesn't even have normal eyes. He's made completely out of sound devices. I don't know how he's... We to totally hate his life, do we? <laughs> Perceiving God. anything, but yeah. He basically talks out of his eyes. Because the speaker in his chest would be for, like, attacks, I would assume. Oh, I was just thinking about, like, that stupid microphone joke I fell for a couple weeks ago. Like, this uh, fits that logic of just, like, you know, hey, what? how many fingers am I holding up? Exactly. Because you could hear it. I can't believe you fell for that. You're so gullible. I know. I am. And I explained my gullibility. I was gonna say, that. did you know gullible isn't in the dictionary? Nathan? Oh, damn, they did that again? Shit. I will look this up right now. <laughs> Dictionary.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see what's going on. Like, has Urban Dictionary committed to this where it's just, like, not in there? And it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. I would love it if Dictionary.com was just, like, on April Fool's Day, they took that word out. Like, and that's the like... subtle little joke. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, one person out of the whole internet. <laughs> Might be like, oh man, like Gullible really isn't in the dictionary. God damn. Whoever told me this is someone I'll listen to for the rest of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pixel Response Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that doesn't really know what name to go under. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and with me is Nathan. Welcome to Burning Barrel. That's right. And special guest, two fat guys talk gaming and a bunch of other random stuff on the internet, Carlos. Hey. Hey. We've been talking a little bit, probably pre-show stuff. You mm -hmm. probably heard some of the conversation we had about Soundman. Before. Oh, you think you're going to slot that in, like, early? It's not like an end-of-show teaser or something? <laughs> I don't know what it's teasing. Probably like a new Mega Man game. Sound, man. 
yeah, I'm not sure you want to deny people the majesty of Sound Man, the robot who can only hear and not see and is always suffering and dies to a single hit of his own weapon. He's just always screaming because he can't see what he's doing, so he's using echolocation. That's what the mic is! He's screaming oh, yeah. his eyes, and then when it bounces back off the walls into his so mic odd. head, he can see Ooh. what's going on. So what counters that then? Something that renders you kind of, like, silent somehow? Like, librarian man? Ooh, see, we said the quietest room in the world is books, so Bookman or something. <laughs> you go there first. Bookman yeah, sounds just like out. Mega Man's lawyer or something. Like, Went to Harvey Bookman. And, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah I, I think Bookman, the issue with Bookman, so... I'd always want to pronounce his name Bookman. Yeah, be like, sure. and then you need Bookman's weapon, and that just wouldn't be right in the Mega Man game. Megaman. 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 Sound, Soundman of the New Jersey Megamans. <laughs> New Jersey Megamans. Phil <laughs> Megaman. Hey, quick news story. A little girl got shot three times in New Jersey. Oh, no. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, what the I was fuck? a little kid. Like, was this like Crossfire or just. Dude, I don't know. Like, when I read it, it had just happened, so there was nothing released on it, but it's just like. Headline Nine year old girl shot three times. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. what? So so did she live? Because that headline doesn't say she she bought it from. She didn't die. No, oh, she was okay. fine. She got. I think one hit her in the arm, one in the leg, and somewhere else or something. But okay, so you can start a rap career like based on that cred, like pretty much, and get signed to Aftermath. Yeah, that is <laughs> Sorry true. to lighten that to the point of making fun of it, but she's okay, so it's okay. It's okay. That is. That is not a good day to have getting shot in the arm and the leg and somewhere else. And then living, Jesus. Hmm. It's made yeah, 14th no. now. It was weird. When it? I was when I wanted to say it, it was the thirteenth, and now it isn't. Spoilers for the recording time. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, and I guess I'm also putting a time limit on your editing posting. I'm what? used to that being a contingent. Like you need to say what day it is or else people won't know what episode they're listening to. Somehow. Episode 120. Oh, okay. One, 120 was last week. See? You're right. We don't know what episode we're on. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was important. But you're right. News stories. We should open with serious gravity type stuff. Like... I didn't actually mean to open with that. I just thought it was an interesting thing to read in the middle of the week where it's just like, yeah, nine-year-old girl got shot. No other details are known. I'm just like, what? Speaking <laughs> like, of horrific you... crimes in New Jersey, okay. I, 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 I watched The Law of Sopranos this week, dude. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go get a drink of water. Keep talking. All right, I'm glad you're interested. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, Carlos, have you watched the show? Uh, Sopranos? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen most of Sopranos. I missed the first couple seasons and, like, the last couple seasons. So I've, oh. got, a, I've got a good bit of it in its prime in my head still. Like, I don't know what... The, there's only six, so... The he first saw season two. three, or like the last end, the end of <laughs> yeah, season yeah. three. Give you season saw, four. I, I, I saw the middle episode of three, and that's how I know about the whole show. Uh, I saw Joe the season Pantoliano? that ended. Sorry, say again. Joe Pantoliano was he in that stuff? You remember? Because he was kind of core to season three. Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, if, if, you, if you hum me a few bars that he sang, I might remember his character a bit better. Uh, he's Ralphie. He beats up. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes, Ralphie. And people get really upset with him over that. Mm -hmm. But then he eventually gets promoted to captain because another guy dies on the toilet. <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah. Which season was the one where they like uh, they had that Russian mafia guy prisoner and he escaped and they shot him in the head and he still ran off and that was this season. Never... that was uh, that was that season okay okay episode which Steve Buscemi directed and yeah that was kind of a standout in the season because it I don't know it like focuses on a very specific amount of time like it's like this is one horrible night that these dudes have to deal with as opposed to just kind of jumping around different stuff happening over a couple weeks. Like it's kind of more focused and yeah, that was a cool episode. Uh, and yeah, they try to bury a guy in the woods and it goes really sideways really quickly. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming there's going to be fallout from that later. Cause like a car disappeared and that dude wasn't ever accounted for. So maybe season four is Russian stuff. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm in the middle of it. This happened like 10 years ago though. So I'm assuming everyone's fine with me saying what I just said, but uh, yeah, spoil. I I am glad that you mentioned you didn't know what happened next because I was about to spoil the whole damn thing. Okay, so, well, yeah, so, maybe yeah, it starts a big turf war. And this, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess yeah. Don't don't say beyond season three. Vague recollections. In fact, let's just not talk about that show anymore. Uh, Very well, Mad Men season five. Are you fucking serious? No. Are you re? Okay. I, sorry, I accidentally meant uh, season seven. Five episodes have been aired thus far, and I watched all of them. Okay, but, because I was gonna say, are you actually rewatching Mad Men now too? I, <laughs> I mean, I've already run out of episodes, so I was kind of considering it again, but I'll hold off. I like that show though, but um, it's kind of sad, you know? Like people past their prime. They were, you know, at the top of the world. And now they're not anymore. Are there any nine-year-old girls getting shot? Oh, uh, th- that no. is a a uh, prerequisite for any show that I watch. That, yeah, any show like, what you... that has to be in the first like twenty minutes of the first episode. Otherwise, nope. It's just like I'll give this a chance. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Okay, click over. You'd be surprised how many times that happens in the first episode of Captain N, the Game Master. <laughs> I guess call back. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of like very specific uh, kind of cataloging of shows by what happens in them, ultra specific. Screen. Great segue, Nathan. Screen.com, <laughs> dude. I miss it so much. I don't Screened... know. It's weird because when you said I miss Screen.com, like an hour before you posted that, the little like icon or whatever was still on my taskbar. Like hmm. on my favorites bar. So I clicked it to see what would happen. And it goes to movie phone. It does. And that was yeah. so I, I promptly deleted and... it. Yeah, it's movie phone. So and... movie phone is basically BuzzFeed for movies, except it doesn't have people going to it. I guess so. And it doesn't seem to have any of the old content that was on screen. So it doesn't of... have any of that. Screen is gone. Like it is completely like dead. erased from the internet. Like I was looking at it through the Wayback Machine and just kind of being like, oh, here's this hollow shell of what it used to be in 2012. And just kind of you can't watch anything or like get too deep in any of the content. And I don't know. Like that's just kind of is annoying to me because that's like. A pod like there was a podcast there was a bunch of video content i would like watch and listen to there was a bunch of pages i post a bunch of stuff on and it's all just kind of not available anymore in any readily accessible way and it's just kind of like that's recent internet history but because of changing hands it's just gone you sort know what the like, funny thing so about what you're saying is, is <laughs> yeah the reason why like pixel response came back is because i would do the same thing as you like on the forums or on like 
these weird wiki site blogs and stuff like that that I was a member of. I would post reviews of stuff. Yeah. And um, Pixel Response was a blog site I created in college for like we had <clears throat> for one of the classes I had, we had to do a blog because it was like a media arts class in the in uh, the art college I went to. Mm-hmm. So we had to do one and that's what it was originally. But it came back to life when I was just like, I want to keep these all in one place in case these sites go down. Lo and behold, this last 10 days has been hell for me because of the site that was my backup ostensibly has gone down. Like you put all your eggs in that basket and now here we are. What happened exactly? Like, can you elaborate or do you not want to? I think I said it last time when fuck host papa. Well, I know you said fuck host papa, but like, I, you know, I still have it on my like links bar and it just goes to this like weird not website that says you should pay your bills or something i don't hear okay what's going on i'll i'll quickly explain what happened is um when you buy a domain inspired when you buy a domain you're registering it through like a certain company or whatever now the company that this domain was purchased through was host papa however they are just uh like vendor Mm -hmm. for two cows so two cows actually gave them the rights to sell me the domain name and oh, when okay and when i moved to our current host hostgator i was like do a full transfer they did they took the domain name they took everything however when the domain expired through host papa it got lost because hostgator didn't technically own it because they weren't they got it from host papa not through two cows who was the original vendor to begin with okay and since I couldn't do anything to claim it or anything like that, because when I left Host Papa, they like deleted my account. Like I no longer was a member there or whatever, right? Like I wasn't paying them, so why would I have an account there? So mm-hmm. I couldn't get any support for them to help me out. And basically I emailed two cows and they're like, We can't help you, you gotta talk to these people. I emailed Hostgator and they're like we can do this transfer for you. They just have to unlock it. And like I emailed host Papa and absolutely fucking nothing. I haven't well, like gotten a no single response of back. Any kind, not even like, ha ha, you got to pay us money. Nope. It's just nothing. Silence. Yep. Uh, I would imagine uh, the host Papa in his pimp outfit saw your email and simply laughed it off as he had hose on his lap. Yeah. Host Papa. <laughs> I got such a jerk. Hose Papa. Host Papa. And, and yeah, very quick. Uh, oh. Hose Papa. Hose Papa. A very quick who is shows that, yeah, uh, com is at with two cows. So if it two is. cows is saying it's not them, they're lying. Well, the problem is it was locked to Host Papa. So th- those motherfuckers need to push the button. Hmm. It's still, yeah, I, I can see it all here. It still has your your admin info as the yep, it does as the admin and everything. And the internet yeah, if, is so stupid. We have if you look have, up the who is data, it's all there. Man, if only someone would like legislate more about the internet and just kind of lock stuff down, make some rules. <laughs> yes, yeah, that would just really help out. Screw this whole freedom of the internet. Let's let's sell. Let's all make of some our, hard rules. Hard guys. rules. About usage and just get everybody's identity up there, and yeah, that way just... nobody will ever screw anybody. With that, yeah, it can't be anonymous anymore, so everybody knows. Yeah. It's like, guess who's going to those subreddits? 
this guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. Before. Yep. It, it, there's it a comics true. one. There's like a spinoff. Anyway. Uh, I was just going to say it's, it's 2014 and we still don't understand how the internet works. We are a stupid species. It's been yep. mostly like, what, 20 years or something? Like, that's, that's a it's big thing to adjust years. to. <laughs> that's a lot to adjust to. Now it's in your pocket, too. Like, it's following you around wherever you go. It's a lot to deal with. As long as this technological growth keeps going and in 20 years I can take a spaceship off this rock so I can establish the internet on some other planet hmm. and then fuck it up there to circle of life. Yeah, you can't watch videos of people singing in space, though, because copyright. I don't oh, know if you God. saw that story, but that kind of annoyed me. Like the Chris Hadfield, like uh, David Bowie thing. Oh, you're you're being serious. <laughs> yeah, it was apparently like a one year deal, so it's no longer going to be on YouTube anymore. Which just seems kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, oh, good, good. Copyright laws in space. Yeah, because like, it's like this applies to outer space too. David space, Bowie. Space debris and copyright law. We are. We are thing is, I bet it's not even it. David Bowie. It's probably like his label or whoever like owns the rights to that song. Like, I don't know. It's just strange. I'm going to see if it's still there, but I don't think it is. Yeah, it makes signing up for Mars 1 sound not so bad, eh? Is that that, like, reality show type thing, or...? Yeah, the one that'll be on Mars. Yeah. With people on Mars who can never come back because, well, Mars... It's kind of far away. It's it's a little far. It's a tad far. But the internet latency is not as bad as you think. Only 15 minutes. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. So it's basically like Twitch. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if you enter up on Twitch Place Pokemon, you'll get about the same response time on the surface of Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so uh, it's funny because it's true. Anyways, yeah, Burning Barrel is our new site. So go there, people. Dot Burn- co. Dot co. The Burning Don't Barrel Company. End. Don't even need it. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, the podcasts are there. It's a community site now, too. I don't what? know if you saw that new thing. That actually just happened um, what, like 16 hours ago. What? You threw forums back in it? Or what? What do you mean? Oh, no. Like, you can, like when you sign in and log in and stuff, yeah, you can create groups like friend people. You have your own blogs and forums and everything. Oh, okay. There's a chat that sounds like MSN Messenger. The little bloom sound. Whoa. Yeah. Is there an uh, achievement system? <clears throat> I have been looking into it, but no. <laughs> and right if, now, no. if it's hard to implement, no, because I am. I've been getting about two hours of sleep every night for the last nine days. <laughs> oh, wait, so. do I need to like, re-register for this now? No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> yes, you've been locked me. out of your own website. Oh no! Like I just I don't see like my list here under people. But speaking of that, there, something went up on the website. This actually happened right after we recorded. Mm-hmm. Your TV appearance oh, on yeah. the local television station finally went up on the might, internet. It, for all I know, it's been up for like a month and a half. But I finally I don't like, think it has been. Okay. All I know is like I checked again and then found it and went oh. I should probably watch some of this. Watch the first part and went like, okay, I'm not like horribly ashamed of this. Let's link to it. And yeah, there you, you are go. You're a very humble guy. If I was on a local TV station, I would watch that shit five times before linking it up all over the internet. I'd just be like, yeah, that's that part where I said Grand Theft Auto V was actually pretty good. <laughs> I thought you did well. 
Bold honest. stance. Yeah. Um, thank I think you. you were the only person of that panel that knew anything about video games, so there's that. Well, probably it was kind of hard not to do well when everybody you were talking to had no idea what they were talking about. Well, video games are, like, very popular. You know, everybody knows a little bit now, right? Right? Halo. I was going to say, like, Halo was the only thing that, yeah, like, I played that with my boyfriend. Some. Oh, by the way, our community hates Shauna. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So much because okay. cut, I think she cut you off once in that when in what context I don't know but like I think she cut you off once and I, my response to them on Twitter and stuff has basically been like dude if you don't cut him off he won't stop like she had to <laughs> like yeah there's only like twenty minutes to go around between everybody like don't get him started so she yeah. cut off Nathan that slot <laughs> there's I don't, I don't want like calling thing out where it's like happening. People in the community call Nathan out on, like, everything and, yeah. like, him, but they will defend him to the death. It's so weird. It's just, just like, like, we don't really hate him, apparently, so that's no. reassuring, I guess. You have, like, a cult following. It's really weird. They so just, like, are obsessed with anything. Look, you did a one-man show. I did. And there was a specific group from, like, our community and your community from TDP and stuff, and uh-huh. they were just all there. Just like listening to you the whole time. <laughs> I, I like I was I was periodically looking in on the chat and like there seemed to be some fighting going on and I wasn't sure what it was about. But oh, I was like, somebody said called another person a faggot. Yeah, I saw that being thrown around. I was like, I don't, I can't stop like going because this is live and it's going to be an yeah. hour. Like yeah. it's getting close to like it's getting to that point. So I was just like, I'm just going to keep rolling. But I acknowledged like a couple things that the chat was saying, but not not that because that just seemed like I can't untangle this live while also <laughs> expressing why work time fun is great and trying to like riff on news stories and things with nobody else there. there I was there a little angry be... with you for what? What did I do? You did it at four in the afternoon. What the fuck? What's wrong with that? You know how the internet is at work. I couldn't watch. I was oh. in the chat. But I couldn't listen to you because we can't stream. Oh, okay. I, I so, wanted to just kind of finish and have it uploaded and everything so I could kind of have an evening to go out for dinner and stuff. Like, it was just kind of a convenience thing. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I had a great my time. day. So, have you ever <laughs> considered using your one-man show to try to take over the world? I don't think that'll get much traction. Like, there was, like, 28 people there, so that's kind of cool but that's not and they were all calling each other faggots the whole <laughs> Apparently, time. yeah there's a lot of discord within that group already so we're not a coherent army i don't know uh, not yet it was, it was fun though i guess but man yeah one person we'll do people know that's what burning barrel co is it's the it's burning what? barrel company it's a pmc that's why it's a community site now <laughs> oh okay so we're just trying to like Get, take an inventory of our forces and see what we can do. Calling everybody on the internet a faggot, one person at a time. So, is, is that going to be a slogan at the Burning Barrel Con 2015? <laughs> Barrel Con? Yeah, Barrel Con. 2015. Yeah, we're going to get that set up. Real... Uh, there there, there will be years. no problems lighting up that burning barrel in it the Calgary me... Convention Center, whatever the building is. I, I don't live there. I don't know. It well, took me but, nine uh, nights to get the blog working. <laughs> it's not going to take me a year to get a convention going. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. 
burn uh, when, 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 when I attend BarrelCon, is it acceptable for me to wear a barrel? <laughs> like Only if you want stickers? it burned. Uh, uh, I, I, I have a follow-up question. Like the whole, the bottom punch out, yes. Oil do, drum. Do, do I have to wear anything under the barrel? You will be given complimentary barrels to wear. Oh, at the door, you just pop a barrel, like, on. It's kind of like those fake traffic cones that the Plants vs. Zombies people do. That's exactly right, yeah. For everybody that... I mean, for everybody that's going to attend this convention, we're probably going to need, like, four barrels. But that's that's what Notch thought with the cardboard heads. And a hundred million people (laughs) came. Hundreds of people showed up, and they were gone in, like, a second. Uh, is it all right if I come to BarrelCon dressed as Barrel Men? Yes. You are going to be our panelist talking about barrels, <laughs> about how <laughs> yeah. to make barrels. Yeah, so I don't know why Paul had me as a barrel panelist. I know fuck all about barrels. I, I came dressed in one that's... Wait, so this... I, I, I saw a How's It Made episode about it once. This this barrel here is our mascot now? It's going to explode? Oh, dude, I don't know. I... I literally Googled barrel, threw it on its side, Googled fire, and then <laughs> threw fire on it. <laughs> oh, was, I thought this was like a source screenshot or something. It's a, no, that is complete just like, I Googled this, and it is a placeholder until I have time to maybe, like, work something up sometime. Okay, make sure to put some bullet holes in the barrel, because that better reflects my experiences growing up. See, Jesus. and like I was saying to you at work... Is that, like, it could be a gun barrel, too. I get, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Forgot Where the that. hell did you grow up that oh, you were shielding work? yourself from bullets? Airdrie, Alberta. <laughs> no, see, you shoot holes through the barrel so that the fire gets more air. That's their pro tip. Do you remember where this originated? The whole what? barrel thing? It's because um, we, on one of the podcasts a long time ago, we said something about talking how like doing a podcast was basically just like talking at a burning barrel like fire or something alley or something yeah exactly we were talking about something like that i think it was even called like barrel cast or something or like burning barrel mondays because that's what an itunes review we got from mario 64 mario from last year said was like citing that episode specifically well, it said something along the lines of, like, follow this if you want to, like, hear about blah, 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 and participate in Burning Barrel Mondays or something. So he was the one that suggested the name to begin with. So it's, yeah. a, it's an old reference to something I forgot a long time ago, but I like the sound of it, so. Perfect. Callback. Alliteration. I knew you would like the alliteration, so. Yeah, no, that definitely helped. At, at Barrel. Child memories. At uh, BarrelCon, you need to have sledgehammers hanging from the roof uh, on fish wire so that people can jump up and then start swinging the sledgehammers indiscriminately and destroying barrels rolled at them. I don't foresee any problems with this. See, I'm just getting this idea where this convention is actually just in, like, a junior high or, like, elementary school gymnasium, and there's just, like, three people dressed up in barrels running around hammers. (laughs) That's that's what the convention is. Yeah, and, yeah, and then you've got all the cool kids all smoking outside, being like, "You see that fucking barrel convention in there? The fuck's all that about?" The sixth graders, just like in the smoke pit at the fucking elementary school. Like we could graders. just do a giant panel that fills the whole time. Like, I mean, if I can do an hour with no prompts by myself, 
Like, boom. You had prompts, though. You had news things. No, I didn't even, that was all freestyling. You're right. Yeah, that wasn't even news. <laughs> I just made it all up. I was just, ma- like, yeah. Is, did that stuff actually happen? Because that was just kind of flowing through me. I don't even know. You know what? Probably not. I still have to listen to most of it. Because, oh, like okay. I said, since I was at work, I couldn't actually hear you. I could just, like, participate in the chat, and then people were getting uppity. I guess that's so. weird to me that you could even do that. Like, YouTube is okay at work? We'll talk after. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's ways. Speaking of watching stuff, I don't know. I've been, like, kicking off all the, you know, Mad Men, Sopranos, Barrels. What, what have you guys been doing in the past fortnight? I'm going to throw this board. over to Carlos. Oh, okay. Uh, been editing podcasts and editing anime raves which are getting way more views than the podcast which is making me very angry yeah Um, we were talking about that a little bit just like doing something you kind of don't want to do but that's the thing that like like, gets people listening that's the bait yeah it's it's the moment anime is involved people flock and it, it like uh ideologically i'm very angry at myself for participating but my ego wants all the attention so I am I am really caught between ideals and reality, I guess. Um, uh, I haven't watched a lot of TV, and my list keeps growing. Mad Men is on my list. I haven't seen it yet. But to give you an idea, so are Dexter and Breaking Bad, which I have not seen a single episode of either yet. Oh, man, uh, sorry for spoiling that ending for you. No, no, no. I, it, spoiled endings don't don't ruin it for me. I still want to see how they got there, right? So okay, it's, it's yeah, yeah. For me, plus it's been out forever. It's my own fault for not having watched it yet, right? Um, playing video games, uh, pricing out components to build a new computer, mm-hmm. work, working, sleeping. This is the most boring sum up. Paul, what wait, you wait. I guess like I have a question specifically about the editing part. Like, do you put something yeah. on in the background when you're doing some editing? Uh, if I'm editing, uh, like voice, I don't put anything on cause I kind of, yeah. okay. Maybe I'm I, shitty at editing, but I, I always have like some dumb trivial thing in the background when something's rendering on, or exporting. Deposit. Yeah, no, yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to compress this now or like put this kind of effect on it. Okay. That's going to take a few minutes. Press play. Watch Donnie. Well, yeah. Cause when you do a yeah, four and right. a half hour podcast with your co-host, that yeah. takes about an hour to like go through the algorithms and like render properly. <laughs> yeah, so. that that went a little long. But <laughs> yeah, stuff to say, and also the voicemail thing. Are we doing that again or never again? Um, do I don't know. We only have three voice. We only have three voicemails this week, and it's because I lost some of it because the voicemails like, used to go to my like personal like my name at pixel-response.com so they got lost in the ether and that's why i don't know if i even got any three because my invite would have been lost in there and the plus side is i don't get any more of these stupid pr releases for mm-hmm. indie games so that's kind of nice to not have my inbox full of like 20 every time i wake up oh because the pixel response email is the one they have it's the one they have, yeah, and had. The one I had that they would send stuff to. And, yeah. like, ugh, there's so many PR releases for games that I don't care about. So many. Yeah. Uh, you you get a lot of PR releases for, for indie games? Uh, Yeah, I would get it. Every time I would wake up in the morning on a Monday, I would have at least 15 to go through. 15? 
It was stupid. It was like maybe three a week or something. But when I'm talking about indie games, I'm talking about not just like this new hot thing on Steam. I'm talking about like this is an iOS port onto Steam. Now, do you want to look at it? It's like, no, because I didn't care about it when it was a mobile game. Why am I going to sit down at my computer and play it? That's been happening a lot lately, though. Mobile yeah. Games. Yes, yeah. it has. Holy I shit, I can tell you some stories. <laughs> well, I guess, would you like to feature our newest demo of Touch the Boob on your website? The, I think they okay, don't ha- happen anymore on iOS. There hasn't been that. There was a while there where I was just getting updates on, like, shooter DLCs. It's just mm. like, you love Modern Warfare, now look at the DLC. Do you want to feature this? It's like, no. <laughs> it's DLC. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> there is one thing that came out of it, though. That's mm-hmm. where I talked to the dudes who made The Last Tinker, City of Colors. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing that. No, I guess, yeah, that would work out every now and then where it's just like, hey, does anyone want to code? Like, I'll see that in the email and then I'll be like, that oh, has okay. literally happened where it worked out twice in my favor for the last eight months. <laughs> well, yeah, so good with the bad. But OK, City of Color. Yeah. So uh, by Mimi Me Productions, a company like an indie studio in Germany, I think maybe Frankfurt specifically. Wow, okay. this is a pretty looking game. I'm just looking okay. it up as you've talked about it. Okay, so have either of you watched Pee-wee's Playhouse? Oh my lord, so many times. Okay, you know the claymation parts where like things go weird and it's like claymation <laughs> land or something. Saying things go weird doesn't narrow it down <laughs> in that show, but I do know what you're talking about. So this whole game looks like something out of those claymation parts. It looks like claymation type animation and it is beautiful in HD because there is just this huge world of different... I mean, it's called City of Colors. There's this huge world of just different, like, weird designs and colors and weird creatures like you would see in maybe, like, an Animal Crossing or, like, a Viva Piñata, a very big Viva Piñata vibe. And um, it's like an adventure platformer, the old style, what they used to do, where it's just, like... Collect all the stuff. Not collect all the stuff necessarily. There is some of the like collectathon stuff to upgrade your move sets and stuff mm-hmm. because there's a pretty. I thought when I did the preview like a couple months ago, a pretty basic sort of like fighting mechanic in the game that played a lot like Batman, like the Arkham game. Okay, sort so of. a little like I was gonna say, oh, platforming fighting. Like, is it as rudimentary as Mario can punch for no reason in Mario 64, or it, it sounds like it's already more? No, it's it's more than that. Like, and not only that, but there are combos that you can buy later on and stuff to make your attacks better. So, kind of a ratchet and clank kind of balance. Then, sure, yeah, a lot of combat there. Wrench. Yeah, there's there's enough combat in this. The basic idea is that you're what is known. You play as a tinker or whatever, and the tinker in this world, there's different colors of people. There's, like, the red people, the green, and, like, the blue. Those I'm going to say people for, like, racism. Like, those, those goddamn a... blueies always ruining my my day. Yeah. Just being out. Yeah. All these reds. Well, that, that's yeah, actually... All these like... reds. What do you call it? Dead red in the... Di- oh, no, no. Stop. <laughs> yeah, Stop exactly. it. Stop it, Carlos. So, <laughs> is it somehow, like, going for that kind of thing? Like, you got to harmonize the different people, the colors. You got to get them all together. Get them on the same page. Uh, kind of, because each color is 
like they're they have their pros and cons sort of thing like the red are very fiery but that also means that they can be like feisty and fight with the other colors the blues or the greens are curious but also shy or something like that and the blue people are sad but like oh so it's like emotional tones kind of thing yeah emotional tones sort of thing but what happens is that this purple color solar whatever at one point in the beginning of the game after the tutorial just kind of like tricks you into letting him be able to make everything bleak and bland so everything that was colorful turns white mm. and like people are frozen and stuff so as the last tinker you have the power to actually like bring color back into this land sort of thing and fight it's like okami because, like, if the colored people touch the white or whatever, they turn white sort of thing. Like, they just okay. die or turn into statues or whatever they do. So yeah. you're the only one that can actually fight the colors. That's kind of yeah. weird to me. Like, I, I guess I would have thought it's just everyone gets really depressed. And it's just, like, a Pleasantville thing. And you're just like, no, they just straight up, this. like, die, basically. Uh, okay. I find it rather allegorical that when the colored people touch the whites, the colored people just get fucked. <laughs> there you go. See? You've got it true. A lot of sim- symbology. <laughs> symbology. Is it fun to play? Like, <laughs> you know what? It is. It's fun to play on a rudimentary level that, like, if you had a kid, you could play with your kid and just be like, this is fun, but I can pass a controller over. And it's basic enough where they'd be able to do some neat stuff in this game and continue. But if you are playing, like, as an adult who's been playing video games for a while you'd be able to pull off some neater things. There's enough layers there where it's simple enough that you could pick it up and play, but you could master it too. Mm -hmm. And I think just the most important thing, though, is like I said, all these stupid PR releases about shit you don't care about, and then all of a sudden you see this, hey, do you want to like look at our game sort of thing? And the first thing, it's a full release. Like It's going to be, it's $20 on Steam as of this recording right now. It came out on the 12th. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. It runs at a full 60 frames per second with no hiccups or anything. Full controller support. In fact, I think one of the problems is you need a controller. You might not. I can't remember. But um, it's like it's <sighs> done. It's not early access. It's, it's not nice that indie game. It's nice to see an indie game where production value was put in. It's in Unity. It is in Unity. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just I saw the trailer, but. It's a very beautiful game for being in it's, Unity. And I noticed that it seems to have rail grinding, and that makes every game better as far as I'm concerned. It has um, it has a like move movement in the way that uh Assassin's Creed did, where like you'll hold a button oh, okay. and you you'll do like little weird fast platforming and then jump like grab onto a rail and like swing across a bunch of like monkey bar type things. And then onto a little bunch of platforms to go around in this lake or something. Sure. And then just like go onto a rail and grind it like you would Sonic style. Does it kind of automate a lot of that stuff or you? No, you have to hold it. And then there's some parts where like, there'll be a bunch of posts say like in the water. Right. Yeah. And since this is all color based, if you fall in the water, you die sort of thing because your color is gone. Gets dis like just yeah sure okay. and Wash like away. just because video games but like then there will be branching paths or like there will be things you can jump on that might go in and out of the water mm-hmm. so like it's not just like push a button and get to the other side it's like no I still have to be paying attention to what I'm trying to jump onto or reach with this mm-hmm. which is good. 
because then, like I said, there is that where it's simple enough where the kid knows all you have to do is hold this trigger button and then move around. But then at the same time, like you can't just keep going. Otherwise, you're going to die. <laughs> like you're going to fall into the water a bunch of times or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, combat, the combat system is very much reminiscent of like the Arkham games, the Batman Arkham games, where so there will be a bunch, a bunch of different opponents, juggling a bunch of different opponents and like dodging out of the way, doing combos and that sort of stuff. And I actually found it kind of difficult in some spots. Now, the big problem I do have with the combat is that even though they're going for the Arkham style, there's very subtle things that the Batman games do that make that combat style make you feel like a badass and make it easy for you. Yeah. And that's the very specific thing I realized what that is, is that when you're doing big hits on in those games, there's a like slight like slowdown that only takes maybe about half a second to maybe a full second or something. When yeah. you're doing each hit. Like a little so slow-mo each, flourish. There's hit. actually a fighting game term for that. That's hit stop. Hit stop. All, all fighting games have that, basically. Okay, so like, when you're doing that in Batman, first of all, it gives you enough time so your brain can register, like, who the next opponent you have to move towards is or away from. Yeah. And more importantly, maybe for me, as just somebody who likes to have fun, it makes it feel like when Batman hits someone, he's fucking knocking them out, right? Because there's just like, it's going to slow down and then they're on the ground. Sure, it's, sure. Hit them so hard. This game does not have that, I don't think. And like if it does... stuff, like the situational it's, awareness gaining... It's pause. not enough where it feels good in that respect. Like, it, the combat feels fine. But it doesn't feel like it has a whole lot of weight to it in most situations. But more importantly, when you get swarmed by a bunch of things, you don't have that time to make that split-second decision onto where to go next. And I think that's kind of a failure on their part. So it gets a little frantic in a way that's just kind of panicky. It's not... And it seems like something they could fix. Like, just go into the code and change it from, like, 0.02 to 0.03 or 4 or something for time delay. Does the... Like, the hit animation... Oh, sorry. No, no, yeah, no. Sorry. Uh, you two stepped over each other. I didn't get either of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, Nathan. Oh no, I was. It was just kind of like, do you think it would really be that easy to just kind of like tweak how long an animation takes to play out or something? Like, how would you I, just make slow mo happen? I honestly don't know. Like, but not slow mo necessarily, but just tweaking it so that when there's input or like something that's about to happen, maybe there's a little bit of a delay there. Okay, sorry that that was kind of it. Yeah, you you could also you could also have that effect just from like from doing keyframes where you kind of pause on that frame, quote unquote, because it's not a two D game, uh, where you like your hit registers so that you know the viewer kind of sees the hit registering. It's been on screen for a certain amount of time, so it has that weight. But uh, what I was going to ask though is, does the game have a counter button? Does it have the so-called Batman button that really makes you feel like you're Batman and you can fight like seven guys with uh, no no problem at all? You know what? It probably does. I actually only got to the halfway through the second like main world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I played probably about three to four hours of it. And well, like... um, there's different combo things like fighting things you unlock at like the dojo or whatever. So there very, very likely is. But like I don't think I got it. Alert over the dude's head that's about to punch. There you. is an press alert. Y. Yes. Okay. Okay. But not press Y. Not yet. 
Oh, okay. It just There's shows no just, like, who to get away counter. from. Gotcha. N- not that I could see yet. There might be. Hmm. So I don't I don't know if it's fair to like say no there isn't and then it's like yeah there is you just have to get through that last part you're in. Is there a lot of kind of voice acting or cutscene type stuff? There is absolutely just... no voice acting. It's simlish sort of thing where they're like blah 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 blah, which like is annoying. Joe. It's oh, annoying, okay. but there is the options. Hey, in any game with options, go figure. There's mm-hmm. an option where you can uh, just turn like dialogue volume down, and I usually do that because they're I don't want to hear the blah blah blah, blah blah blah. It's just annoying to me. Okay, that, that's the Star Fox SNES dialogue. Yeah. Um, does this game? I was originally going to ask as a joke, and then I remembered I actually know people who are colorblind. Does this game have a colorblind mode? Because I think it does. Yes. Okay. I'm, in fact, I am ninety-five percent sure it does. Because I see a lot of reds and greens, and I'm like, oh man, that <laughs> right. is a <laughs> yeah, that would be a nightmare to play if you were colorblind. Yeah. I'm, but um, just texture them then, or something? You'd think or. Use no, I think they would just alter the color. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. Um, I'm I've been very impressed with it, and I've been kind of impressed that the internet hasn't just like grabbed onto it like it does with normal indie games. And I think I realized in my cynical nature that it's because it's not a 2D pixel platformer. Well, but aren't people tired of those? Like, I see people complaining about that more than being like, "All right, yeah." Yeah, but complaining, like, about something on Reddit like that or something, it's still giving it publicity. This is getting very little publicity for how well-polished it... This deserves to get more publicity than something like Bound by Flame is getting. And I can talk about that a little bit if you want in a little bit, because... Or you could transition right into it, because I have no idea what that is. I don't really... I don't want to really talk about it yet, because I just want to say that, like, if people looked at this game at like a trailer or something or some screenshots i think they would fall in love with it and it kind of holds that the whole time i've been playing i will say there hasn't been a whole lot of motivation for me to play it though Mm. lately and i don't know why because like if there's no real story that's kind of driving the thing or there is a story but it's not captivating me it's one of those stories that like if i was a bit younger or something or just had time to waste like after school I think it would be more than enough to just grab me. Okay. But there isn't enough there. Maybe it's because I'm a bit older now, and these type of games were games that came out when, like, 3Ds started to become a thing, and, like, we're used to this type of game style. Yeah. Whereas, like, the younger generation might not be used to seeing more of these type of games come out. The, like, I don't know what they're even called, just, like, the 3D platformy type adventure games Mm -hmm. i don't know what what is the kind of structure of it like is it there's a central hub and you go off into different worlds that's right like yep oh okay okay it it sounds to me like the game is kind of a mix between a mario 64 and like an arkham because in a lot of ways the arkham games are kind of metroidy themselves too sure acting and getting new powers and abilities yep sure going through is, maps and going back to doors that were locked before and this is very much more linear though hmm. this like is the, much more there's linear. like a sequence of worlds that you need to visit in that order kind of thing like you can't get into the green world until you learned this thing from the red world to let you break through the like crystals that are 
covering. Well, like, like, that's almost like there's just pure gating in like the banjo games and stuff. It's just like you don't have jiggies. You can't this, go here. This game is very much. This game feels very much like a banjo game. Okay. And I never was a huge fan of the banjo games, except for nuts and bolts, because I like creating my own vehicles. Fucking sue me. But anyways, <laughs> it's that type of game style. The 3D like adventure platformer type thing. Okay. Yeah, but, it's, I, I emailed it to myself so I could check it out after. That art style, man. And like 20 bucks. That's not bad. It Yeah, that, it looks it looks a lot more expensive than 20 bucks for sure. It really does. I... Like, to be honest, when I emailed them back, they're like, yeah, do you like I was like, I would stream this if you let me or whatever. They're like, yeah, go ahead. Here's a key for a preview build. And like, I think it's even up on my YouTube channel where I just kind of throw random stream things and highlights and whatnot. But I was just like, OK, let's take a look at this. I was just like, holy shit. And I, I think the first like five minutes is just basically me being like, this is really nice to like preview an indie game that isn't balls <laughs> and <laughs> like so that. many of them are man so and many. that runs because another one that i was asked to preview about probably a year ago now it just didn't load it like crashed every time i tried <laughs> to play it so i told them to go fuck themselves and now it's like a game that people have been talking about and i'm not going to mention the name here because that's weird i'll tell no, you after. dude you could call those motherfuckers Call now. <laughs> Start beef with the indies. Like, but the thing, why would I call them out? Because it's not necessarily their fault that their beta build or alpha that their code didn't work compile. on. Yeah, because <laughs> the reason people like it now is because it's working perfectly fine after it's been released. And oh, I guess yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's like call out like early versions. Yeah, never mind. Which build should we send them? How about the one that doesn't fucking load? Yeah, that sounds smart. <laughs> send them the one that doesn't fucking load. It blows fucking mind. Okay, I guess, yeah, if that's the nature of the disliking the game is it just didn't work. Like, that's different than, I don't know, what I was saying. Which is just mediocre quality stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, anyway, so that was... I feel bad because I was going to do a review of some sort of that game, but the, like I said, I spent most of this week just tinkering myself with that website. Right, that, that did kind of mess up the whole flow of things. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, last tinker, you ain't got nothing on me. I've been tinkering all <laughs> fucking night. <laughs> like, I need a website to put this review on eventually, so... That's well, there is. It's called YouTube or Twitter or like well, yeah. anything. But yeah. yeah, I want yeah. my own place to put it. That's kind of it was a selfish thing. And I kind of feel bad about it. But I'm sure somebody gave me this idea. Input lag, just like just reviewing games that you missed sort of thing. Not retro, because that's like <laughs> retro kill screen, but like input lag. That right. Could, like, like I could review Asura's Wrath now in 2014 and yeah. whatever. <laughs> Like I, I, I've been playing Dragon's Dogma lately, and I kind of wish I played it when it came out. That would be wait, perfect you? for it. Put I want to hear yeah. about it. Talk about it now. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, okay, geez. Um, so it was one of the PSN three game free games, and uh, I kind of avoided it because it looked like Skyrim, and I have this theory like about Japan. Yeah, it kind of looked like Japanese Skyrim. Now, um, I'm not sure uh, if you guys are big fans of uh, Bethesda games. I am not. They are terrible. 
so I kind of avoided it when it came out. And then when I finally sat down and played this, because I kind of wanted to tackle at least one thing in my giant backlog, um, I was like, geez, man, what, why aren't all, like, kind of Skyrim-y RPGs like this? Because one thing Capcom actually paid attention to was the combat system and that's where this game shines um it like you you can be a thief and just do like zigzaggy double dagger combos where you just dance around guys while cutting them or you can be the warrior and smack your shield to taunt guys so that your allies can 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 strike them and it all moves very fluidly and you can do shit like grab onto big enemies and just start slashing them in the legs with your blade so that your allies can attack them. And sometimes your allies will grab onto guys and be like, I've got him, I've got him, hit him. It's just very involved when the combat happens. And that's kind of its big, big failing is that there are some long stretches of game where you're not fighting anything. But when you do start fighting stuff and when you fight bosses, especially it is so good and then uh like the combat isn't janky it's not like skyrim or it's not like an elder scrolls game where you kind of swing your sword at a guy and it's a big crap shoot whether or not like it'll hit right i guess Mm. i i was an archer in most of my elder scrolls in time so that had decent feedback it was just like i aimed at the guy and i shot him with an arrow and he's dead I did it, but yeah, no, fair enough. The, the, yeah, the straight melee combat in Oblivion especially was really, really, really clunky. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of like any combat system that's more like, um, more like if, if it's more like double dragon, I tend to gravitate more towards it. I, uh, it might not be realistic for the setting, but I kind of want a combo system where I air juggle a guy even if you don't think this this very medieval Europe looking RPG character should be air juggling anything, yeah, like I played a little bit of the original release of Dragon's Dogma, and it that seemed to be kind of the one thing it was doing very differently was the kind of more character action game style mm-hmm. combat, and also like a li- just enough kind of I'm climbing on a giant thing oh like Shadow of the Colossus I like that so yeah, that yeah kind but. Of thing. Uh, uh, you, you kind of have to manage it too in Dragon's Dogma because you have that stamina bar and you yeah. can't just stay clinging on a guy. You have to, uh, if your stamina is about to run out, you have to let go and you have to maybe rethink how you're approaching this fight. And I really like that too because in Shadow of the of the Colossus or a game like the Lords of Shadow games, mm-hmm. a lot of shadows in these games, geez. Shadows. Uh, you, those fights against the, the Titans or the Colossi are very scripted and they don't feel that way in Dragon's Dogma. They feel like chaos kind of, yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of feel like this is a natural extension of the engine that I could grab this guy or not and, and tackle the fight as I see fit. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I was kind of looking at that as maybe a replacement for the monster hunter itch right like i don't i never developed that itch but like i like the idea of fighting big monsters however i don't want to play with people ever like i don't want to do that that sounds terrible that's so, why i play console diablo 3 yeah I purpose it to my solo needs so single player dragon's dogma is that right there's no multiplayer nonsense you just have your pawns like yeah yeah the, soulless dudes the pawns are the multiplayer component you 
uh, shortly into the game, you get to create your own pawn using the same character building system as your main character. And I'm not sure how it interfaces with other people. And I'm obviously playing this game very late in its lifespan, so I'm not even sure how many people are on. But when you go get pawns from the ether, they are other people's pawns. And apparently, if your pawn goes and does well by some other player, they will bring you back a reward. Hmm. And uh, Yay! Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the extent of the multiplayer. You can't invade someone's world or anything. Um, which is not a shot at any game that does allow that. It's just, that's kind of not what this game is about. It's a single-player RPG with this cool little multiplayer component that'll sometimes get you an item you might want. Although my pawn brat, like brought me back a rotted banana one time, and I kind of wanted to kill my pawn, but it doesn't allow you to target them. No, I don't think sad. that's the pawn's fault. I think the other player determines what to send, so they're just being dicks. Plus, I, I guess, the, you know, that's what I get for putting my faith in something that is straight on called a pawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. They don't have a lot of <laughs> autonomous thought and such. Like, yeah, it's weird. But I've, I'm told the story gets crazy in, like, the last quarter. Like, there's, like, nothing for most of it. Like, I know a dragon steals your heart or something. Yeah, it right? was a pretty badass scene, too. Like, yeah, it's a ripoff of Dragonheart, but... That's a great movie. Happen. More people should rip that movie off. Yeah, it's a great movie, but it is it happens in a way more badass way than in Dragonheart. Fair enough. That, that's like I'm dying. Out. I need help. And it's like, all right, well, here's here's some stuff. We're gonna share yeah. hearts with David Thewlis. Goes wrong. I would rip my own heart out of my chest if it meant. Where the hell am I going with that? Saving sentence? David Thewlis. Like... Yes, saving <laughs> okay. saving David, whatever his name is. Uh, the character I... actors from what? Anyway. He was a defense against the dark arts teacher, dude. <laughs> I've <laughs> sorry. That was... no, that's fine. Mike Lee uh, comes, right? Woo. I was a. Uh, I've also read that Dragon's Dogma gets just batshit insane near the end. I'm not sure how it gets batshit insane, but uh, I kind of like my fantasy games to have big swerves near the end. So I'm hoping. And I, I don't know this. I haven't read anything. I'm hoping that the dragons are aliens. <laughs> okay. I think, I think it has something to do with gods. Okay. And like the you Elder become gods? one. Oh. Or I'm something. totally okay with that. When I was playing uh, Wonder Boy and Monster World on the Genesis and uh, I beat what I thought was the last boss and then it turned out it was aliens and I'm raiding their spaceship with my with my yeah. sword-ass sword and my shield-ass shield. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is a... This, this took a swerve, didn't it? I, I'm literally fighting machine guns right now. I wonder how effective an ass shield would be. Ass shield? Yeah. Like, made of someone's ass? Yeah, just like someone's ass, and you're holding it, like, across one arm, shielding yourself from something. Oh, I thought you meant, like, just some thick pants, like, a shield for your ass. Okay, no, I, uh, that's I, ridiculous, I, Nathan. Jesus, tie a shield around your waist. Like, why not? You know? So, so have I mugged the person? Just knocked him out, taken off his clothes, wrap him around my arm, and using his ass as a shield, just ass out. You know what? If you want to go fire. with like the PG thirteen version, sure. I was yep. thinking you like sliced his backside off, and that's Ooh. all you're using for no reason. I mean, just... uh. 
No, because you're fighting aliens. Up. Jesus, keep up with the conversation. No, I know, but like, is that a psychological component? Like, people are just like, what the that, fuck are you doing? Like, and it's like, just like, that, yeah. that human just... is using the other human's interior. Uh, <laughs> like, I guess in South Park, Stick of Truth style, it's like gross damage for doing that. Yeah, like, it would be. It grosses yeah, out the other characters. Well, poison damage, but yeah, sure. No, but they barf, dude, in that game. It's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Poison uh, can make you barf. Also, aliens bark. are in that, so... I, I don't know. That's why I was thinking about it. In There's South aliens Park, in everything. Expected though. Yeah. The very first episode of South Park was aliens, and that kind of established that anything could happen in South Park. Mm-hmm. I guess I liked fair. that. That was fun to see, though. Yeah, it was. I really Mega liked that game. She wasn't in that, but you know, watching yeah. episodes. I actually, I watched one like you left some episodes with me, and it was like. Sp- like spooky vision and it was just barbara streisand's face on screen for well it was uh spooky fish yeah it was a halloween episode for that year right but like it's not like barbara streisand factors into that episode again it's just hey spooky vision we got like yeah. four different pictures of her yeah and... because then you have to see her the whole time so you're the whole time the whole episode i guess uh... I remember one of those Spooky Vision episodes. The episode just opens with Space Station Mirror just falling right on Kenny. That's just how the episode opens. And I was like, that was uh, episode so Pink Eye, is yeah, what that, that episode's Pink called. Yeah. That was the first episode of South Park I ever saw. Whoa. That's a good yeah. entry point into the series. It That's what made me want to keep watching more because I think it was where. Um, where Stan comes dressed up as Raggedy Ann, and then Kyle calls him a pansy. I was like, wait, cartoons can say this? I'm in. Uh, that was a different episode, I think. Wasn't that the one with Korn? No, no the one with Korn was Corn's uh, groovy pirate mystery. Okay, yeah, and... yeah. No, you're right, you're right. Raggedy Ann Andy was the same one as... Uh, it was, as, because uh, there was a costume yeah. contest, and Stan was mad at Wendy because she came dressed as Chewbacca like everybody else. Right, and the reason I mixed it up is because she also dressed as Chewbacca in the corn episode. And she won, yep. Kenny's awesome ATST. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of South Park. Was <laughs> it really corn or no? Yeah, it was the band corn, and they treated him like uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, so, yep. uh, they were like, "Hey, gang, let's solve the mystery in this town." But like, did what they was get with the Niblet though? Well, they they needed a Scooby Doo like mascot. But it was like a little bird that just kept eating chips. Well, Scooby yeah, Snacks, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, he uh, didn't look, do look, anything I, though. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to a corn concert. Wait, does Scooby really do a lot in the average mystery? He just freaks out at some point. Okay, you're right. Like, he's not actually solving the mystery, except maybe... No, you're right, it's Fred. ...bumping into somebody, and then their ghost outfit falls. That's all the mystery. That's a secret of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it's such nonsense. They named that show Scooby-Doo, and I'm thinking to myself, um, he's a fucking dog. Like, he's just the dog. And a stoner. And a stoner. He's a stoner dog. The worst kind of dog. Do those movies that James Gunn wrote, like, kind of wink and nod at that kind of stuff? Or are they pretty straight-laced kids' movies? The live-action Scooby-Doo's? Yeah, yeah. Well, um... Uh... Like, I know there's a body swap moment that's a little much for, like, four-year-olds. But... I saw the first one. I don't. I, the only detail I remember is that Scrappy Doo was the villain in the end. What? Um, okay. Yeah, it was really complicated and not at all. Um, 
they tried to play it very corporatized Scooby-Doo. So it was very Hollywood Scooby-Doo. Like some producer came in and said, no, no, this is how we're going to do Scooby-Doo. He's got to fight a giant spider, that kind of movie, right? Uh, Yeah. Meddling seems to have happened. Now, what I heard, and I could be totally wrong here, but I heard that the original script for the theatrical Scooby-Doo was supposed to be huge satire of the show. And they were supposed to include little winky, naughty elements like, um, what's her face? The the cute girl with the glasses, Thelma. Daphne? She was supposed oh, to Thelma, be, yeah. She was supposed to be always eyeing Daphne, and uh, she was supposed to have a not-so-hidden a not so, uh, crush on Daphne. Like, okay. playing up to the fact that everyone always alluded to Thelma being, or Velma, rather, uh, to, to, to her being uh, a lesbian. And little little in jokes like that, like you would see in Scooby Doo Mister Inc., the cartoon that ended recently, where they really were self aware about themselves. Okay. But that uh, it's Hollywood. Producers get their hands on the movie, and producers need to do something to justify getting paid money, so they end up ruining everything. Just no fun for anyone. No That's fun for do. anyone. Like uh, I don't know if you ever heard the. There are these guys who wrote this book. It's uh, uh, How We Became Millionaire Screenwriters, something to that effect. And they talked about how the, they were writing the, the Herbie movie and uh, how the one, uh, the one uh, executive lady wanted them to have Herbie smile at the end of the movie. The fucking car. The yeah. fucking car's like fender to just warp upwards, uh, warp upwards into a smile at the end of the movie, which it hadn't done at that point until the script. Yeah, and that she was like really fighting for this freaking smile to happen. Like it'll be adorable somehow. What? Like yeah. who goes to bat for such a dumb idea? And that's kind of my mortal fear. I am gonna make it into Hollywood one day, and I'm gonna present a script, and some producer's gonna be like, "This is awesome, Carlos," but you need to make everybody a monkey. Wait, what? <laughs> well, the fourth Planet of the Apes reboot did incredible business. It broke a billion for the first time. We gotta put more monkeys and stuff. Kids like monkeys. Now Figured I out. will I will make everybody a monkey and I will make it awesome. But secretly I will be committing seppuku every night. That yeah. Every yeah. Night. <laughs> Bankruptcy. It's like Nathan playing Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, if I ever eventually do, it like it won't be because I wanted to. It's just I, to get people off my back. Like, monkeys. People in- listening to this right now, how do, how does it feel that you push somebody so far to play Pokemon that they're gonna hate the game you love? Because like, you couldn't let it go. Unless, like, I don't know, maybe it was just like, wow, you know what, I was wrong. Like, there's so much more to this than I ever conceived there of. There isn't. It's the same game every time. You're not okay. wrong. But, like, you didn't I, miss mean, I liked collecting personas, like, the weird creatures in that game. So, maybe See, that okay. loot yeah, lust I mean, type element will get me, but I don't know. There is a monster in Persona that is literally just a penis with limbs. There is yes, no there's yeah. crazy, cool H.R. Geiger type stuff. Speaking yeah. of which, pour one out. He's pour dead. one out. Yeah. We need to kind of acknowledge that, I guess. A uh, dude that designed weird kind of phallic creatures for decades. And Jonathan Davis of Korn's mic stand. Yep, yep. That was pointed out to me. I, I've read that on, like, an IMDb trivia page, but, I mean... Dude, I, I had an action stand, figure so. of Jonathan Davis with that mic stand. Okay. What's what's it look like? What's makes it so creaturey looking or creepy? It, or... it is basically a naked woman. Okay. 
and the head is like an alien, and that's where the mic comes out. Okay. Yeah. Is the mic part of it then? Like it's. I don't know if it's. It? I think it would be really, really weird if it was part of it, because then, like, if a mic craps out, you're fucked. Right. So it's probably. Like, oh no, not. my art piece is broken. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's just a stand. So, so, so this thing had a mic sticking out of its head. Uh yes. Did it have trumpets for legs? <laughs> Was this secretly H.R. Geiger's pitch for a Mega Man villain? For a sound woman? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all I know is that it would be a huge tragedy if Capcom didn't make Mega Man 11 now. Mm-hmm. With mean, sound woman, Geiger's that's Smith. even the better idea, because then you could have speaker tits. Boom. There you go. Like that, Boom you know, is right. Put it at teen, maybe, but that's okay. That's okay. Get a little too saucy with it. Sorry, I was just thinking about the speaker tits. I have the strangest boner right about now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what H.R. Geiger was specialty, you know? Like, just weird uh-huh. stuff that's, like, fleshy. Skin, so you're a little like, oh, I don't know. But it's, like, also creeping you out. Like, the tequila monster in Poltergeist 2. I always thought that was a weird thing. It's okay, like a, I'm, um, I'm going to say something that's probably, like, probably will piss people off. And maybe like, just might make me no, shallow. I, I might be on the same page. What What's... There I, was I, I, I'm ready to get angry. <laughs> there is one friend I had growing up, and yeah. um, he out of nowhere became goth one day, sort okay. of overnight. He started listening to Marilyn Manson. That it didn't matter. I listened to Marilyn Manson and all that other shit too. Didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. But he was obsessed with Geiger, obsessed to the point where like you like like hats and like wallpaper. He might actually have a tattoo now that I think about. It. You're right. But okay. it's one thing to change, like, your laptop background. Sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. sure. But then sure. to just have, like, random, like, he basically painted his room black, like, the walls. Mm-hmm. And then just had, like, a bunch of these posters and shit everywhere. And just, like, his MSN messenger name at the time was, like, Geiger something. And, like, he was absolutely obsessed. So I am glad that Geiger is dead. That's... Because I know it hurts this person that oh, okay. I now hate. I was like, that's not really his fault that he designed a creature that really resonated with some somebody somewhere, but okay. But he represented everything about my past friends like, that I hated, okay. that I didn't like. So now that he's dead, that person is dead to me. Okay. Or that. So I feel, I feel a little vindicated. That's like, see, even he could die. He wasn't that good. What do you think about that? You fucking. Jeez, that's over. Not here. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, are 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 you suggesting we all go to this guy's house and just kind of break his kneecaps as we pour one out? You know what? I don't know. I don't know where he lives, but maybe. Okay. Probably best that you don't. I guess this sounds no. Extra I vindictive. No, it's it's not like a violent vindictive. No, it's just yeah, kind no. of like a. It's like my Kanye thing. It's not like serious. It's just kind of you know recurring. Yeah. Okay. Recurring. That's that's a good PC way to put it. So, so wait, would this like infect like whenever you would watch an alien movie, would you just kind of not be able to enjoy it then because it just puts you down? The no, because path. I got into Alien before I knew who designed all that shit. So to me, Alien is Alien, and Geiger was different. the guy afterwards that was associated with it. Okay. Or I mean, like he did like a lot of concept art and kind of you know design work and whatever, but it's not like one-to-one what you're seeing necessarily all the time 
I'm a uh, little annoyed too because people on Twitter when this happened just were like, "Yeah, he was a visionary and stuff," and it's like, no, he was an artist. Like he contributed to a pretty seminal horror sci-fi film. Like he that. does some cool. He has done some cool artwork. Yeah, but he wasn't a visionary. He didn't cure cancer. He did not like bring anything amazing to the world except for aesthetic stuff. Like so when people, visuals. I think it's just this thing that when people over, like, value something, yeah. I just hate it. I well, just get like, so pissed off. I, I, you know, I, I can do, I can see myself doing that though with like different individuals, right? Like, if you know, the day Nicolas Cage leaves this planet, I'm gonna be pretty bummed out about that. I and, will also be saddened. I once hated Nicolas sure. Cage. Like, I might kind of like posting a lot of stuff right. his movies in that week and yeah his mustache and stuff in that he's he does some impressive work but also just batman with a gun essentially like that was that was really cool to see yeah it's great it's shorter than i remember though like every time i watch it i'm like oh that was the best 70 seconds in the whole movie yeah and he is in that movie for maybe 10 minutes yeah full but, time uh did geiger do any of the designs for uh prometheus because my my shallow ass will totally hate on him if he did too many of them i don't think he did i don't know if they really got him back for that it didn't seem weird enough in prometheus yeah it's just like a giant dude with like weird eyes or something like it's not ostensibly he did though because of the like jockey and all that shit like it had the same look but oh sure like that incorporating that kind of original stuff he came up with in the late seventies, but yeah, I, I don't, I was at like a party and went through a whole art book of his one time. Like it was just kind of, everyone was like in a, that like, sounds like a great party, Nathan, dude. No, what basically <laughs> happened was like, we all ate like bacon covered turkeys. And then we're just in like food comas for the rest of the night. Like it was just like, everyone was just like sitting there, like just meat sweat and just like, Oh, so I was just in that state flipping through this H.R. Geiger book because everyone was just kind of hanging around. Nathan, at this party, did you get crunk? No. Uh, I, I have a question about the party as well. No. Um, OK. Were the bacon covered turkeys arranged in such a way to evoke phallic symbolism? No, I don't not consciously. I don't think Were there no. gold platters of tricolored pastas. I don't think so. It was a Thanksgiving thing, but I don't know if there was pastas. I mainly I, remember the turkey. There was a smoked one, too, and it was, like, really rich, but good, but, like, dangerous. Uh, at this party, did anybody just whip out their cock? No. And did they a, rock like, out afterwards? Actually, did... now I'm trying to think. Like, there's this kind of, like, I... <laughs> no, that didn't happen, but I'm saying there was this, like, rock band playing, like, constantly that their lyrics are essentially not being coy about stuff that rock's typically coy about. So it'll just be uh, like... Okay, which one? Like, something with a panther in the name? Steel or Panther, yeah. Steel Panther, yeah. There was just nonstop yeah. Steel Panther playing at this party. So there were cock jokes happening, but not actual cocks. Oh, it doesn't sound like my kind of gig, man. I know. Sorry. Also, our... the way that started, it sounded like we just like brought up this repressed repressed memory, where it's just like, actually, yeah, there was this one guy. Now that I think about it, that just actually, threw... now that I think about it, there were lots of cocks all I over me. Eve online, he just got weird, but just yeah. like thrusting in every direction. <laughs> like, I thought it was the book, but actually, yeah, that stuff was actually happening. It's weird. Oh, uh, no, but I guess. 
Sorry, I guess it's just kind of bring up, like, a lot of stuff that he kind of came up with design stuff for, like, kind of got canceled or didn't end up in the finished product. Like, there was this Dune movie that was pitched, like, before the David Lynch one that he did a lot of work for that just kind of didn't come to fruition. There's, like, a documentary about it coming out soon. Or came out. And I guess, no, sorry, I guess I can lead that into kind of like challenging how quickly visionary is thrown around in that like yeah people are saying like oh man if this dune movie came out it would have been so crazy like it would change everything like this andre bartolkovsky is a total visionary and it's like he didn't even finish a, a film like he didn't even do his job so he's a failed visionary if anything because he couldn't actually finish a vision like a single one man so I- I wouldn't have minded another Dune movie come out just so we can confuse Doom Dune canon further. Yeah, like there's David Lynch, and then it's like, okay, that was a failure. William like Hurt is in one in like the '90s, like Frank Herbert's Dune, and it's like a series, right? Oh yeah, there was a series, wasn't there? There's like a mini series, and then I think like I think Children of Dune might have been adapted into something. At some point, like there's a lot of Dune related media out there, but apparently no one's ever quite gotten it right. And then I know he was commissioned to do the Batmobile design. Oh, yeah. Batman Forever. And was it rejected for being too weird? Have you seen it? No. It looks like too weird, like a crab claws or something put together at the middle. Was there phallic uh, imagery in it? Um, Is there anything on there you'd identify as like, oh, wait, yeah, that's a that's a dick right there uh, like it's not like come on it's got not balls. right out but maybe like a weird like tentacle hentai feel okay i'm gonna try to if anything this. wait what's so what do crab claws have to do with bats is that why they turned it down no it's because it doesn't look like a fucking batmobile period <laughs> it doesn't look like a car it doesn't even look like a car yeah it's because it looks Batman like always snatches the villains with his giant crab claws it does look like a giant snatch. I'll give you that. Oh, okay. So the, the... I don't know. That's not the kind of imagery I want to see out of my Batmobile. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's kind of oh, weird. Yeah, this looks like a double helix or something. Like, like kind of. I don't. Or like a weird X. Barb barb thing. Because that's an aerodynamic shape. A giant right. X. <laughs> yeah. You know, Batman. <laughs> Or say, hey, do you want to draw a weird car? Okay. Here you go. It's like something you would design as, like, a car when you were, like, three. Just like, this is my new car. Keep in mind, this is the same hero that makes bat-shaped everything, so I don't know how strange it really is in retrospect. Well, it's weird because it doesn't look like a bat. (laughs) So, like, the final design that ended up in the movie I'm looking at now, it it has, like, wing-esque looking things, but it also just looks like a mess. Like, it's just like, ugh, I, I don't even know how to really... Dude, like, the every Batmobile design. has looked kind of shitty. I like the Burton one. It just looked, like, huge. It was like a <laughs> yeah. tank yeah. driving around. That, that thing had yeah. fins, man. I am yeah. going to defend the Batman, uh, the Batman Begins Batmobile just because... The Tumblr? Since, yeah, since the thing was just... Like, a combat car. Like, yeah, since it was a combat car, it's supposed to look dirty. Like, this is a dude who thought he could be a superhero, so he slapped wings onto a tank and called it a Batmobile. Yeah. Like, just painted it. And it's like, there, <laughs> it's black now. Like, this this will work. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, spe- actually, whoa. Speaking of Batmobile bullshit, did you see that picture? 
Uh, yes. No, I didn't. The ben Affleck's short ear Batman is making its way around the internet, and I, I don't know. Like, I, that was a thing that happened. I, I, I believe the proper term is Batfleck. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, right, right. And the symbol does it look amazing. It's 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 a dude kind of with his head down and like the ears are really short. That's kind of the most distinctive like, oh, OK, different kind of. Oh, man, I'm just looking ass. at it now. Yeah, but the ears were short in the original comics, too. Oh, I know. I know. I'm saying like on screen, the ears have been pretty big a lot of the time. So, yeah, you know, compensation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, like, Affleck's like, I don't need it. I'm good. I'm a little worried about that picture because, you know, that's all we needed in this Zack Snyder directed sequel to Man of Steel. More somber characters. <laughs> oh, I'm so dead. <laughs> I, like, I, I seriously think to balance out Superman's emoness, you need to bring back 60s Batman into the sequel. I like, like the mood. It's just like, hey, guys. Making Zach... bad puns all the time and like <laughs> Zack Snyder yeah. can do something amazing here where he takes the all American good boy Superman, make him a depressed wreck, and he yeah. makes Batman the happiest motherfucker you'd ever see. Like the bat dance is in it. Like they just gets Prince back on the phone and he's dancing around. He can put this shit back on the map. Yeah. He yeah, he's gotta have the bat dance. He has to call someone old chum. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I you know what? I will be a lot more hopeful for this movie if Batman turns out to be that. Otherwise, let's be honest with ourselves, guys. It's going to be terrible. It seems to be serving so many different goals, too. Like, one story I read just kind of summed up what's already going wrong with this. Is that it's like, it's the Man of Steel follow-up. It's the reboot for Batman. It's the Justice League kind of kickoff. And it involves Aquaman? Like, have you... (laughs) <laughs> Have you seen the tweet where he tweets this picture? Uh, yeah, I think I did. Holy but... whoring. I shot this with my at Leica camera and monochrome hashtag Batman, hashtag Batmobile, hashtag Gotham. No, I saw <laughs> there was a bunch of hashtags on it, but I didn't. Amazing. Was he wearing his Asha Joe windbreaker as he tweeted it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what an idiot. Zack yeah, I still haven't seen Man of Steel, so I don't even know what the visionary is. Zack Snyder uh, he used that word in trailers for his films, like Watchmen. I'm pretty sure had that, and like maybe Sucker Punch even. There was nothing visionary about Watchmen except for maybe when it was written at that time. Yeah, in the 80s, like it's like, right exactly. It's Guess what? We're not in the 80s. Let yeah. it go. I will say this about the theatrical Watchmen. Yep. It probably did about as best as it could to be a theatrical watchman. Like the changes that were made, with exception of that really weird lovemaking scene in the hovercraft, uh, the changes that were made kind of suited Watchmen as a film. Oh, so no. I'll, I'll give Zack Snyder props. Don't get that. me wrong. As far as Watchmen goes, that is the most. That is the superhero movie I like. Is like the it's kind of basic, gravity? It's basically kick ass. With, like, not comedy. Oh, oh, you're saying kind of just the vigilante-type people. The vigilante-type thing, and then they're just kind of, like, thrown out of popularity and blah, blah, blah. Sir, but, like, I felt that movie just kind of suffered from the weird, violent flourishes that dude loves so much. Like, when it's, like, Silk Spectre and, like, Night Owl going out for a walk, and then they break like a bunch of limbs and kill a couple guys in they an alley. Fuck those guys up. I'm man. like no, I I disagree. I'm okay I'm okay with it. 
No, but it seemed like so out of character for like we haven't crime fought in a long time, and now we just like killed a bunch of people. Let's go home and fuck to Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Dude, when when Night Owl grabbed that guy's shin bone, sorry, it, it, sorry, go on. Real hurt. No, but, go ahead, shin bone. Uh, I said when he grabbed that guy's shin bone and stabbed the eyeball out of another guy's shin bone and uh, the eyeball out of another guy's shin bone. Yeah, this, this yep. tells you how how awake I am right now. Stabbed the guy with a shin bone. I yeah, missed. Yeah, yeah. And then he like ate eyeballs and stuff. I was like, man, was so I don't tough. think Night Owls as retired as he thinks. Considering <laughs> how he's like supposed to be paunchy and kind of over the top, like over the hill, yeah, so kind of. I don't know. You never but unlearn. Jackie Earl though, I thought was really good. Like I thought that was pretty much perfect. No, I I seriously thought that movie was fine, but. I I mean I'm it's also the guy that likes man. What the I'm fuck? also the guy that likes Sucker Punch because it was just stupid. It was just a dumbass movie. I so, yeah, uh, like there was a moment in that where I was just like, this is like as close as I'm ever gonna get to like a Devil May Cry type movie or something existing. Where it it's was just a video like, game. that movie's a video game. It was like they're on a train that's going around Saturn and there's robots. And they're fighting them and like swinging outside this space train. And I was just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen on a screen. Fantastic. If Suda51 like... was to make a movie based on a video game he made or never got to make, but had like a script for, that was the movie on... right there. Thing is, though, like there are like six really cool music video type experiences in that movie, but then all the drama stuff in the real world is like so bad. Like, it's just like, oh, no, my friend died in the orphanage or whatever. It's just like, I don't just get back to, like, I want to see a dragon and all this stuff. Can you do that? Okay, here it is. Finally. Like, well, yeah, that that's why you go see it. Are gone. I don't know why they tried to shoehorn in, like, a story. That's ridiculous. And take it, like, so seriously. Like, despite dumb flourishes of just, like, it's the 50s in a, like, asylum and a dude walks in with a cigar and, like, a hip-hop song starts playing and it's slow-mo, and it's like, what? what is this? Is this supposed to be funny or, like, really serious? Like, I don't know. That dude's all over the map, so I guess I yeah. should check out Man of Steel. That's what I'm saying. Like, is there a part where, like, Jay-Z just starts rapping and uh, Superman punches a skyscraper? Fieldy does. They start playing Fieldy's Dreams. Really? What? No. <laughs> There's no Jay-Z in Man of Steel as far as I know, but I am very interested, Nathan, in your impressions of that movie when you finish watching it. So hit me up on Twitter or something when you're done because like, hey, there I are just two scenes this. and you'll know them that I want okay. your uh that I want to hear your reactions to. Like they might Okay, change. I want to I want to know what the two scenes are just vaguely. So I should okay. take off my headphones or what? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I I I I won't spoil the big parts of it. Uh okay. this the scene with the tornado and the scene with the family at the end okay yeah paul knows what you mean i will you know what i don't even remember so (laughs) good time i'm sure that i'm sure they were great yeah you might be blocking out some of that movie and i don't blame you because i lose long long tracks of time from michael bay movies because they're so terrible so i kind of understand that man of steel is 60 to 70 percent good uh, I, I might I might lower that to fifty, but there are good parts in it. There there can... are good parts in it. Like like real talk, there there there's a there's more to like here than there was to like in Superman Returns for my money. But everything that's good in that movie is 
like it's hard to say without spoiling some stuff, but it's very much this idea that Superman is an alien. Like just he is not just like a superhuman sort of thing. Like he is from another place. So, so he had nice to adapt to this strength. way of living. Okay. Sort of thing. And like I, that might be as vague as I can go without spoiling some certain scenes and shit like that. But and then <laughs> like it it kind of calls back to it when he's fighting Zod. Obviously, you know that happens. And like Zod, when he comes to this world, he's fucked because he's just like, oh god, I'm not used to like this gravity or like any of this shit. This is fucking weird. Like he's just out of his element sort of thing. Then it's like, oh yeah, I guess he like grew up in this environment, so he got used to it. But I don't know. There's some cool ideas. There's better ideas in there than I think that whole movie executed. Mm. Yeah, like there are times when Zod will just say the most brilliant line I've ever heard. And then he'll he'll dial up the ham unnecessarily. And I'm like, why why did he start yelling there? Why did he start yelling? And then there's like that scene with the tornado where characters act act so out of character. Uh, And I'm not talking about like, yeah, the tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are people who will be like, no, man, you just want it to be like the comics. And I'm like, no, no. A movie does not have to match its source material. I'm talking about the movie establishes who these characters are. And then that scene just kind of throws it right out the fucking window. Hmm. That scene specifically is just like, oh, yeah, okay. You know what? Never mind. Okay. That is. (laughs) I've I've heard something like Superman is really reckless with people's lives in this movie. It's not even that. There's two. Okay. Let's talk about two characters. Okay. There's this one guy that knows that he's basically invincible. He's a god, essentially. Okay, okay. And there's another guy who he cares very much for, and he just lets him kill himself, basically, when he could have done it. Like, he could have helped out. Oh, weird. Okay. It's just stupid, because, like, what? (laughs) And, and, And even when you find out who these characters are, you will still be confused. In fact, you'll be even more confused than you are now. Okay. Not having not even seen any of it, seeing it happen on screen will still be like, I what the hell? Why would anyone do? Okay, I'll see that eventually. I guess it's. I have not been super excited about it because a lot of people have said pretty middling to negative things, but I'll I'll do my job at some. point. I stand by that. I still came out of that as a decent experience. I liked my time at the theater watching it. Okay, so it's better than fifty percent. I would say. Okay, but it, so it, it wasn't entirely joyless. I mean, he actually threw a punch in this movie, unlike in Superman Returns. Dude, he destroyed a city. <laughs> like... Yes, in Superman <laughs> Returns, he didn't even throw one punch, not one. But he, he lifted a continent. I love that. <laughs> he part. did. He did lift a continent. You got to he, he held a continent over his head, flying. <laughs> the eyeball bullet. I thought was really cool. I, I would like that. Yeah, it, I, I like Superman Returns. Yeah. Sue me. Whatever. Kevin Spacey was real good. <laughs> uh, I, I have friends on both ends of the spectrum for Superman Returns. I have a friend who really, really loves it and another friend who really, really hates it. And They're one day friends. I am going to introduce these people and just watch. Watch the sparks fly or sparks fly or like but, battles. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, that's the problem is that they're both right. You can make an argument for both sides. There, there, are, there are things in Superman Returns that I argue – like, like there are a lot of people who hate the more petty elements of Superman, and I argue, no, no, Superman has some petty elements. That guy puffs out his chest. He loves, he loves the uh, attention. He kind of wants to be loved and admired. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just felt the movie kind of took those elements a little too far and they were a little too in, uh, indulgent with that part of him. And you can't just present that side of Superman. There's there's a lot more to him, I think. Hmm. Superman is a more complex character than people like like to give credit for. And maybe maybe that's the problem. Like making a Superman movie is actually really hard. He's not just some boy scout. You have to you have to capture his pettiness. You have to capture his kindness. You have to capture what will really piss him off because it like Superman and Batman have these oaths that they'll never kill. But I promise you, Superman will break that oath first. It would be cool to explore what would make him do that. You know, like in a in a better way, let's say. Oh, okay. I guess it's just it seems like DC has to be kind of sitting over there just with envy, like just building up more and more over how successful Marvel's yeah. money making empire is going right now. <laughs> yeah. Of just like every movie is an ad for the next movie, and then we release toys every three months. We got a billion dollars in our pocket. And Lego, son. Lego. Dude, yeah, put put Batman and Batman, different thing. Actually, no Marvel stuff ends up in the Lego movie, right? That's actually uh, it. actually uh, there is a Star there's there's Star Wars in the Lego movie. Okay, and that's Disney. So Disney is the master of all, but okay. Yes. One day we are all going to be owned by Disney. Oh no, sorry, you're right. There's Lego Marvel Heroes or whatever, right? Dude, <laughs> you're not far off. Polaris is owned by Disney, and I know people part of that network. So yes, we will be all owned by Disney. Everything, every everything you've ever loved, it'll just be like, wait a minute, what? And it's like, yeah, CBS was acquired by. It. It's like, what? What? Why? Uh, as long as Disney gets me closer to finally dropping this mortal shell and implanting my mind into a cyborg body, I am all for it. It's like transcendence. Uh, I have, yeah, I I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with hip, with uh, hip hop. I I messed it up. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> just like transcendence. Okay. What if um. The cyborg body you got was Mulan. All right. Well, the problem there is that I might just be too turned on to ever do anything with it. Just masturbation twenty four seven. Just gonna, just gonna, just gonna schlick twenty four seven in Mulan's cyborg body. <laughs> right. Yeah. What, wait, why did you bring up Mulan specifically? Is well, he... because because schlicking... I don't know. Oh yeah. Okay. I yeah I don't know. All he's saying is that Mulan's hot, man. I think we just and I think we found our title for this podcast: (laughs) Mulan Cyborg Body. Okay, so riding on this one film, and I don't know if it's gonna—I don't think it's gonna work out. But wait, are we talking about Mulan? Yeah, the Mulan third movie. Like, make a man out of you. It's coming back to theaters with the new one. Like, there was a sequel, right? They did the direct-to-video thing. I'm pretty there sure. was, and I did not see it because I liked the first Mulan movie. I thought it was actually quite decent. Yeah. I didn't want to ruin it. Same the... same kind of thing what, here. Yeah. Mulan? Yeah. yeah. Eddie Murphy was in it. And it was it does okay. some cool stuff, especially when you think about how Disney is renowned for having Disney princesses and like useless bitches that get everything they ever wanted just by being pretty and having a man save them. And, and Mulan a soldier and save Mulan the was Mulan was the complete opposite. She didn't like get together with everybody at the end. She wasn't like renowned or anything. She was just a woman that basically trained to be a soldier and won. Yeah, yeah, she basically fought for her country and I like it's that amazing. messaging. Yeah. I like the fact that that movie's villain, whose name escapes me right now, that guy was fucking scary, man. 
I would not want to fight that dude. Those, yeah, the <laughs> Mongols were pretty mean. Like it's just like, wait, how many messengers does it take to deliver a message? Just one. Kill that dude. <laughs> yeah, he was some badass stuff. It's just like, yeah, you're watching. I'm like, what a fucking jerk. Yeah, he just shot that guy in the back. Like he's he's dead. In this yeah. Disney movie. I really like good villains in movies. I will forgive a lot of bad movies if they have a cool villain in it. I'm trying to remember, does he still do the Disney villain thing of falling to his death, like off of a pagoda or something? Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, and maybe, maybe the, you'll no, laugh, but I think of, he fell into a firework or something. It was really I, Yeah, weird. I think he got launched with like a firework rocket. Yeah, but... which which means he died exactly the same way as the guy in Kick-Ass died, which is pretty badass now that I think Amazing. about it. Amazing, wow. yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. That is a great Long confirmed for Kick-Ass 3. <laughs> like expendables just start rolling in animated characters action roles i would, I would, would watch great. an animated expendables with animated characters so fast but it's like no it's like who framed roger rabbit style where they just cross over into the action averse and join join up like yeah, who like the know. heavy from tf2 sure like, why not the heavy yeah, okay. TF2 and Lionor are just kicking the shit out of megatron <laughs> tell me you won't watch that fucking movie man. megatron just come the fourth movie, like, who else are they going to get? Like, they didn't get Cage this time, which pissed me off. They're just like, hey, we'll settle for, like, Harrison Ford or something. But eventually they need Con Air himself personified. Yeah, they need I, Con Air. I, they need the whole point, cast of Con Air. The whole cast of Con Air. I, I think of... they got to get Reb Brown in that somehow. Just like the plane lands at the end of Expendables 3. Then just everyone gets off. Put the bunny down. It's like, John Malkovich, why are you still alive? Credits. Yeah. Put the bunny down. Credits. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, that oh, is reliably entertaining. I still like it. It's it's so dumb, but it works. It is. I used to hate that series because. Oh, Expendables. Oh, I'm not talking about Expendables. I'm talking about Con Air. Expendables. Oh. They ruined their thing in the second movie. Like they <laughs> they fucked it up really quickly, which is I I didn't think it was that easy to do. Like it's just like you get a bunch of guys. And you make an old school action movie. But then in the second one, they're just like, and you wink at the camera every 30 seconds and say a line from an old movie. And it's just like, no, because yeah. then I know you're joking. And it Oh, and Chuck it. Norris. Let's throw him in there because that's not yeah, old. Yeah, that's funny. That still works. Like, uh, yeah, it, it, it is possible. Like, I like when things are self-aware. It's possible to be too self-aware. Yep. Yeah, kind of find that balance. Like uh, uh, the 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 latest A-Team remake, they kind of found that balance. Yeah, they winked a little bit at you, but they didn't overly do it right right like it's like this is totally absurd right now but everyone's kind of taking it seriously enough to where yeah they fall out of a plane in a tank and it's it's stupid but it's kind of just still entertaining well it's a team sure yeah but yeah expendables 2 is just like there wasn't like, I, part of it was just there was no fight choreography really it was just so everyone has a machine gun and they just walk around and fire that gun, and we'll just edit in a bunch of footage of stuntmen jumping around and glass shattering, and there you go. We got a action scene. Like, it's just a mess. Uh, in all fairness, fight choreography is something Hollywood has really dropped the ball on as of late. It's all, it's all shaky cam and very little – like, very little of those old-school moments that really capture the, the key – the key stills of a fight, right? Like, yeah, uh, uh, there are a lot of people who laugh when I say this, but the average choreographed fight in in a Power Rangers episode is way better than a lot of shit Hollywood does. 
Sure. Yeah. Since you can see the camera, so you can't even enjoy what's happening. Like, honestly, that's kind of where the raid movies kind of are filling that of just like, wow, like I forgot how elaborate fight scenes can be. And I've heard great stuff about like Ip Man and stuff too. I don't know if you've seen any of those. People have been really excited about it, but I think I have, but again, long swaths of time and all that. I guess Hong Kong and like Malaysia. That's where you got to go for fight (laughs) choreography now, but there's some cool fights in the raid too. It's just two and a half hours long. And I elaborate on that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but, but both raid flicks are are, in, are on my list of things to watch. First one has a better pacing to it. It's like t- barely two hours, and like at least an hour of that is probably actually action stuff happening. And then you get a bit of time to relax before it kicks up again. But yeah, two and a half hours, they kind of try for more crime drama type stuff, and I don't know. That's not its strong suit. But yeah. I don't know. There you go. Nice. Thank you. Movies. <laughs> Speaking of films, um, you guys ever see 12 Angry Men? Many times, yeah. Okay. I, I I have not, or have I? The title sounds like something I should have seen. You've definitely uh, seen either a satire or a parody of it on a cartoon or something. You might in fact, Simpsons did an episode like that. They just full out did. Yep, they did. What? Like 12 dudes in a room debating stuff? Yep. Well, it was a. Uh, what the fuck was it? Like there was, was a. It, yeah, was movie. it when? Was it when the waiter got beaten? With well, that reference. Jury-related stuff and like a trial, but it's not like twelve men in a room. That is the episode. Like that would have been really cool. I'm pretty sure they did something like that. Maybe not the full episode though. Yeah. Like a part in it, but. Whereas this is yeah. like yeah, ninety-six minutes of like the the giant. Like majority of that movie is dudes debating whether or not a dude committed murder or not. Well, it's specifically one dude trying to make everybody else see his way. Which isn't like, you know, oh, I definitely know he didn't do it. It's just kind of like explaining what reasonable doubt is, essentially, of just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know as certain, like certain enough to kill this guy because it's going to be the electric chair if we convict him. And then, yeah, slowly over the course of the movie, you see kind of everyone kind of start to think more ponderously about what's going on and kind of weigh their own prejudices and like their feelings and whatnot. And I don't know, like 57 years later, like still totally works. Like it was really cool to see that. I'd seen it before in like junior high, but watching it again yesterday, I was kind of just like, wow, like this is old. And I can you can you can kind of see where it's like, oh, this is of a different time because like there's no women on the jury. There's no black dudes on the jury. Like there's kind of just this kind of room full of white guys and maybe one Spanish guy and like an Eastern European guy, I think is how diverse it gets. But like that's not the point. It's kind of just 12 different opinions and kind of seeing these different characters interact with each other and that being kind of completely riveting. And it's one room. Like, it's, I don't know. That's drama. Yep. It was great. I, I find it's kind of funny that, uh, that a courtroom drama like that that shows kind of the flaws with the justice system can still to this day kind of um, kind of get the point of it because our justice system is still fucked up. Yeah, it's still well, fucked yeah, up. like it's literally just a bunch of people that have never met each other and come in there with like they're angry that something happened like with their relationship with their son or they have this prejudice because this dude like 
fucked with them one time or whatever, and they get to decide a person's fate. Right. Like, all these kind of factors that wouldn't be readily apparent during the jury selection process kind of come out as these people unravel and have to dig deeper. Which is what this movie is. The 12 men all have different backgrounds, and as, and like, they're talking... we don't even know that stuff. We just kind of see the snapshot provided by this couple hours on this well, day. Well, you learn about them. Like, as he's yeah, talking yeah. to each one, it comes out eventually as to, like, they not... It's very subtle. It's not very... It's not like, I hate black people sort of thing. It's like... They talk in this weird way. Each char- each person is an archetype of like a different perspective type of person or yeah. different perspective and how like their past or whatever that slowly comes out as they're talking and their prejudices come out just through dialogue. That's yeah. all this movie is. And yeah. it is riveting. It is fantastic. It's it, really good. Like, I guess it was weird reading after that, like, it was not successful when it came out. Like, it only cost yeah. $340,000, but, like, it didn't break even even then. But, like, in the 50-plus years since then, like, it has become just, like, incredibly revered. Like, it's currently rated as, like, the number eight best movie on IMDb. And, like, sometimes I get my blood up about that kind of stuff. I'm just like, oh, it's just a big popularity contest. But it's just like, you know what? Like, this movie actually has something to say that I appreciate it doing that and it's really well put together and yeah i don't know i was i was impressed and honestly like this kind of has all stemmed from me reading like a book by Sidney lumet the guy who directed it this was his first feature film and i've kind of been going through a bunch of his movies that i missed over the years and i finally watched the verdict which he directed 25 years after uh 12 angry men and it's also a legal drama but from a kind of different perspective uh, it's a, I guess, a prosecution like uh, attorney who's well past his prime. Like he's been fired from a firm, had a couple years of just kind of waffling around, losing cases and not doing very well. Like he basically just goes to funerals and hands out his card and hopes they want to do a lawsuit, <laughs> which is kind of gross. Like he's an ambulance chaser kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Newman plays him. And it's I guess it's one of David Mamet's like earliest screenplays. So it's kind of like, you know, some writing pedigree there. And I don't. yeah, it's kind of it was kind of neat to see another legal movie from like the same guy. And it ultimately hinges on, again, like the jury is who decides what happens. And he has to make this kind of appeal to them because it's like legally the case gets kind of out of control for him, like his defense, his prosecution team, like their case is basically invalidated by the letter of the law. Like, it's just like, well, we're going to cite this kind of precedent, and based on that, you're not allowed to admit this testimony as part of it, or, like, this witness and all this stuff. Like, it's kind of legal shenanigans, but then he, again, kind of puts it in, like, 12 regular people get to ultimately decide what happens here. Like, please make the right decision. And it's kind of cool to see just kind of another story. I guess the case is a medical malpractice suit in this one. Like it is a woman was put into a coma because doctors at a Catholic hospital may have screwed up. And the Catholic church has pretty deep pockets and they don't want to look bad. So they hire like a giant legal team uh, headed up by James Mason, which was kind of cool to see old James Mason playing like this kind of scummy lawyer. Like it was just like a nice big role for him. And, yeah, him and kind of Paul Newman squaring off, but in a very kind of not like, oh, ultra realistic or something or gritty. It's just kind of the way it unfolds is very kind of naturally paced and it just seemed kind of 
plausible in a way. It was it was cool. So good movie too, but uh, less less focus like one room. This is what's happening, but it's all kind of centered on a few days, like a one week from just before the case, like kind of convincing everybody that they need to go to trial, and then the actual case itself and kind of like tracking down witnesses and stuff and trying to build a case in like a really small amount of time. It seemed uh, really well considered. And I guess, I guess reading again, kind of like trivia type stuff, it's pointed out like this kind of predates a lot of legal movies that came later. Like the firm kind of kicked off a huge wave of John Grisham stuff. Like this is a well-made movie that is like a decade before that. And Mm. not a lot of people like IMDb, 300,000 people rated, uh, 12 Angry Men, like everyone's seen that. The verdict is like 20,000. And it's like, there's really good performances in it and stuff. Like, it's a well made movie. It's just maybe a little less kind of like, yeah, justice. Like, we did it. It's more just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like, big, you know, big powers that be can kind of afford justice. Like, it's kind of those kind of questions. But yeah, I'm going to have to add the verdict to my list. I, I, I'm almost completely certain I've seen 12 Angry Men already, but I don't remember a lot about it. And I'm kind of writing a script that's a legal drama. So I think I'm going to be boning up on some legal drama type flicks in the next little bit. That's that's probably a good foundation for that. Like it's, it's yeah, it's kind of after the case has already been presented, but it kind of comes out over their discussions. Like, I, I don't know. It's really clever use of narrative stuff, 12 Angry Men of just like, there's no real just expository dialogue dump of just like text on the screen explaining what's going on. You just kind of, mm-hmm. if you pay attention to the conversations, like so many details about the case will kind of just re- come out and it seems kind of natural, like just fly on the wall kind of stuff of just like you are in the room with these dudes and you see like this heated conversation that takes place. And well, yeah, they're pissed off because they all agreed except for one guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they wanted to go home and one guy if I remember, is, like, going to miss a baseball game or something, yeah. so he was Jack pissed Morton's off about... character is just constantly, like, just like, i got to make the game. Like, it's still a couple hours. Dude, he is, like, the villain. He is just such a pain in the ass <laughs> that whole like, time. completely amoral about it. Like, he just does Until the play. end, and then he breaks. Just so bad. Well, sorry, you're, and... th- you're mixing up two different characters. Like, Am I? Cobb is, like, okay. the ma- most shrill guy who's always against the group. He's just like, no, of course he did it! And yeah, he has like an amazing scene right at the end where it's just like a man on okay, yeah. in front of your eyes. And it's, it's amazing. amazing. It is really well done. It's yeah. So-, so yeah, 12 Anger Men still highly recommended. Like Verdict was a great companion piece for that. And I continue to kind of watch a bunch of Sunil Lumet stuff. That guy was a pretty reliable filmmaker, as it turns out. 57 years old, that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a long time, but like still a lot of pertinent stuff in there. So good good like good old watching i know people are like oh nathan's probably gonna talk about some old movie no this one i will attest to that like even though it sounds like it could be boring it's like a crime drama and it's one room it's black and white and all it is is talking it is fucking fantastic yeah hey man i'm all for i'm I'm all for some of the classics some of them are super well made like especially as a writer you'll enjoy Mm. the hell out of this (laughs) it's really well done like, I, I know that I'm going to pop it in and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Hey, I remember that. But I don't remember it right now. So uh, yeah, watching, it watching it again, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> like watching it again, I was like, I'm vaguely remembering like parts of the case. But like, I don't 
Like, there was still a bunch of surprises in there, again, like, a decade since I saw it last time. Like, the details were lost, so seeing them kind of, again, was like, wow, that, yeah, that's a good scene right there. Like, just, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff to appreciate. So, yeah, old movies, they're, they're pretty awesome sometimes. And I kind of like that they don't come up with a conclusion. Like, they don't definitively say at the very end, oh, you're right, he didn't do it. There's still doubt there. Oh, right. that... It's just like the importance of doubt in the justice system is almost like the thesis statement of just that's, like... Unless... That's the mission statement nope. for the whole film. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's important. It's good. It's good stuff. I don't know how to like... Uh, it's Henry Fonda, like I don't... Uh, nothing else was quite like that other than the verdict in that. So video games, I played minigame stuff. I played like 3DS... It was, it was kind of fun. Baseball. Wow, that that was quite the transition. Yeah, Henry Fonda. <laughs> Henry Fonda. Early yes, He's real deal baseball. If he was alive today, I'm pretty confident in saying that. There's no way to make that. Apologies to any Fondas that are alive and listening. <laughs> Which I'm all of the Fondas listen. that are listening. Hey, Bridget. Jackie Brown was pretty good. For, for <laughs> some reason, this is making me think of the NES game Bad News Baseball. Uh, because it was a baseball, it was a pretty average baseball game, but it had like cinematic, dramatic cutscenes for if there were close calls, where mm-hmm. they would zoom into you just barely making it safe or getting tagged out, like and that uh, the wall. that combines baseball and cinema. Nice. That's my that's my contribution. There you go. Cinema in uh, baseball form. There's also a lot of baseball movies, but I, someone bail me out. What what other media did you guys consume? I can talk about Bound by Flame if you want. All right, let's let's get into the other indie game that uh I don't know if it's indie. Oh, okay. It was made by Spiders, the guys who did of Orcs and Men, if you remember that and how lackluster that was, but not bad. I don't. Okay. Okay. Like you're saying so, this game's garnering more attention than it deserves? Like any attention? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm bitter. What did this game do? It it charged me $40 for a blind buy because I thought it looked cool. Okay. So it is $40. It is somewhere between probably like a very, very good indie game studio to like a AAA studio, that type of quality, somewhere in the middle, like middling sort of thing. So already like $40, you think, well, that's not too bad. Like, I'll try that out. And um, it looks like it would play like Dark Souls, kind of. It's... uh fantasy era theme sort of thing like with dragons and well specifically skeletons and like zombie things and demons and whatnot and it's an action role-playing game and it looks like it would play like witcher maybe or like dragon's dogma or dark souls or any of these type of games but the thing that makes all those games great in their own respective ways is that the combat systems are completely flushed out where it feels good when you do it. Yeah. And the combat system in this is utter horse shit that should never be ever, ever done okay, again. Okay, wait. Like, there are particularities to, like, Demon Souls and Dark Souls and stuff that are kind of, you know, it's animation heavy. Or, like, some fi- some action games will have, like, they yes. don't feel tight. It feels loose kind of thing. Yes. Like, how would you describe like input versus output it's exactly what what you just said there's animation priority which is fine but it feels loose and also it doesn't feel like it gives you any punch when you're actually doing stuff there's not like there's no hit reaction from the enemies or 
Well, that's not even a big deal, because in Dark Souls and Demon Souls, there are some enemies that you'll just tank away at them, and they're taking damage, but, like, they're not being bothered because they're giant dudes in armor. Right. So they're like, okay. whatever. Like, it hurts. They can shrug off the impact of that. Well, it hurts, but I'm going to fuck you up. Like, right. I'm okay. still going to swing this giant mace at you or something. Sure. But like, it, it, there's a logic to it, maybe. There's a logic to it, yeah. Um, With this game... Okay, first of all, it does play more like a Dark Souls, like a bad Dark Souls. People were saying well, on Twitter that if uh, people that say Bound by Flame is like Dark Souls have never played The Witcher, that is bullshit. And I'll tell you why, because The Witcher is like a Diablo clone with very, very intricate combat, basically. Mm-hmm. This is much more the like animation priority trying to dodge and duck out of the way and shield block and parry and that whole sort of thing that Dark Souls and Demon Souls did. So that's why it is actually more like that game, you clawed. Now, second of all, what Dark Souls does good is that when you are playing and you're doing your different like weapon attacks or blocking or parrying or whatnot, it feels very, I wouldn't say intuitive because it, I would say intuitive for me because I've been playing Demon Souls since that came out and it hasn't changed in the way that plays. But like once you learn it, it feels good. Like you know which button to push when you dodge, so it feels fair when you don't push it in time because that enemy made a tell. Like you had to move. You're an idiot because you didn't do it, sort of thing. Okay. This is. There's two stances in this game, first of all. There's like a ranger stance and a warrior stance. When you're in the warrior stance, you can't dodge. You can only parry. When you're in the rager stance, that's when you can push the button to dodge. That, well, you can do it on the fly. That's fine. But there is still animation priority. So, like, if something's about to attack you and you're, like, changing stance and then trying to do something, you're going to get attacked. And not only that, but you, you can get comboed if there's multiple things around you and just, like, die. You can just get destroyed, which normally isn't a bad thing. But there's still something... I don't know exactly what it is. There's something so off about the combat that... You can't develop a feel for it? Like, how much time have you put in to kind of adjust to it? Oh, I've only put in, like, an hour because it's boring as well. But that's a whole different issue. Okay. (laughs) Um, There is... It's lacking something, and I don't know what it is. I can't feel it. Does it maybe heft to your attacks? There's definitely no heft at all. Like, even when you're tinking on someone's armor in a Dark Souls or Demon Souls, there is heft. There's none of that here. And it's fucking irritating. It got a little bit better as I started leveling up my character and, like, doing more damage and whatnot. And I'm sure by the end you feel fine. But it didn't feel good at all while I was playing the first like level sort of thing or the first half of the second level and um i don't know also it just feels like i'm ragging on it for doing something that another game does better not good for a lower price and i don't know if that constitutes that's kind of fair like it's like why would you play two worlds when elder scrolls exists was kind of a thing i felt of just like this is clunky like there's no excuse for this. There's not sure. you know, an inferior product. But I think maybe they just tried to do too much and it failed because yeah. they didn't do any of it well. Uh, Cause not only 
is like the combat system terrible when you deal with that stuff but there's also like you have to hold a button and then push a button to do ranged combat or to do magic attacks like they try to put everything in there and none mm-hmm. of it works it's not none of it's gratifying and down to the point where when it's really bad it's frustrating so there is i don't know what it is i just can't tell but okay so there's that the story is kind of bullshit and it's buggy so <laughs> there's the other stuff right there. Uh, how many enemies does this game throw at you at once about? Uh, the most I've had was probably six or seven okay. and a boss. Like little skeleton guys that were like coming up the edge sort of thing like zombies and a giant demon boss thing in the middle. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's unbalanced in what they expect you to do for like how little quality they give you to do it but uh it's not very good i i've seen people giving this like a seven out of ten and stuff you're wrong you're just straight up wrong there is no i I just saw the ign review yeah where they specifically cite the combat as being the best thing about it which is kind of weird that just well ign lost touch about what games are and they're in for internet money what I'm looking at something right now here, GameRankings.com. I've never seen it before, but I clicked a link randomly, and it has a bunch of different latest reviews sort of thing. And these ones that are giving it, I'll be fair, it's an easy 5 out of 10 if you were to do that. Like, there's probably enough there where if you were actually interested for whatever goddamn reason in the story, or like, if you thought the combat system was hard but intricate enough that you might want to try to master it or something, you could probably do it, but you would probably be an idiot. So... Is the... Like, visually, does it have anything going on? Like, it's like... Well, uh, the graphics are yeah. kind of cool, actually. Like, yeah, it looks fine. It looks like, um... Get this, Dark Souls. So Oh, yeah, I heard that's a popular but, game now. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like, if you wanted to play Dark Souls, there's a whole game that's kind of like that. Oh, yeah, it's called Dark Souls. Just fucking buy it. There's Dark Souls, too. Shell the extra 20 bucks and get a quality product that they've honed for, like, three different titles now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls, too. Okay. (laughs) And how does that compare? It's fucking fantastic, but I'll tell you one thing. It's easy. Okay. Like, I guess some people were saying that relative to other Dark Souls games, this is a little more approachable to a fault. Like, some people were kind of mad about it. Okay, if we're... If people have been playing every game in the series, they could just be getting better at the games. I mean, it could just be that, too. Yeah. It's just like, no, you're just good at this. Well, no, I'll tell you why it's easy. It isn't necessarily the combat or anything, because some of the hardest parts of that game aren't the boss fights or any of that. It's when you got two big enemies coming at you and you can't just circle strafe around them. you got to dodge and, like tuck and roll and all that sort of stuff that is actually still genuinely difficult and fuck that game in some spots the boss fights have gotten easier to a point where a lot of them seem to be they used to be giant monsters and stuff like that now a whole lot of them are just like demon knights or something like that or like knights of some sort so they are just dudes in armor with like a spear or a shield and sword or like a two-handed sword or whatever, and they're swinging at you. So what you do is you get a shield, you hold your shield up and circle strafe around them. When they swing, after their swing is done, you take one shot and you just keep doing that. So the bosses are stupidly easy. But what makes this game easier is that they've opened it up so much that you can tell what you're doing 
And that's why I'm not too like I'm not too mad about it because Wait, like you they're can actually tell what you're, game design. Like there's visual feedback as to like that did this number of damage or something or what do you mean? Well, yeah, there's definitely that. There's like health bars, and when you take a swing, you can see how much damage like visually it did, and there's also a number above it, sort of thing. So you can always see how much damage you're doing. But also, yo, do you remember what like random oil in demon soils did, or like whatever? No, you yeah. didn't. Be- unless you read a wiki and you got really into that game, right? This like game, the item descriptions just right were... on the screen. Okay, so the item descriptions are more thorough and explicit. Item descriptions are more thorough when you're leveling up. You can actually see your different stats change and, like, what that's going into. And then you can read what each stat actually gives you. Hmm. So, and they split up your, like, stamina or endurance or whatever it was called into two different parts. So now there is a separate stat for both your, like, carrying load for, like, how much armor and shield and, like, sword weight and stuff like that you can actually carry and still move efficiently, and your endurance, like, your stamina for running and stuff like that, they're separated now. So you can actually target what you want to min-max easier, Mm. and that makes that game a whole lot easier as well. There's way more bonfires than ever before, so checkpointing is way more simple, and, um... Some of the enemies just seem really stupid. Like, as they... It seemed like every enemy in Demon's Soul specifically, besides the very, very low tier of zombie dudes that just ran at you and flailed wildly, they would have some sort of, like, thing that you had to do to kill them. And that was like part a pattern, of... Like that a... was part of solving the puzzle aspect, where it's just like, this is a real-time, act, like, action puzzle that I right. have to solve. Mm-hmm. In this, they are... A lot of them are very much like those zombie flailing characters where you just put your shield up when they're done, hit them. Mm. It could be just the devs getting older. They say you get older, you get more mellow and they're like, ah, don't, don't be too hard on them kids anymore. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I will say one thing though. There's still two enemies in the part I'm at. I'm only eight hours into the game, which apparently equates to about 25% done. So I got a long way to go, Mm. but the rats are still a pain in the ass because they poison you, and poison can fuck you up really bad, real quick. Mm-hmm. And there's these exploding zombies that just kind of like run at you, and then when they're in the vicinity where they'll do damage to you, not even up to you, they will just fall flat, like face first flat onto the ground, and do like a little area of effect explosion that takes away all of your stamina with one hit and basically kills you if two of them do it. Jeez, okay. It's fucking annoying because they fall just out of your range if you're using a normal sword that you actually have to run into them as they're running and then take a slash because they still die in one hit. Mm-hmm. But like, oh my god. When you have one enemy that can destroy you and it's just a How big is creature, the area? To, is it pretty big? Well, it's just like a normal like, not an arena size thing, but like a room. And there was one spot where there's like fucking six of those guys and it was like a jail cell that was shitty but <laughs> okay like just oh, kiting them around i just had the most uh, politically offensive idea ever and you, you can make a yeah make a do. dark souls game in afghanistan and you have suicide bombers coming after you in a tight room and they would be the most annoying enemy in that game you're right <laughs> yeah you, you have to save in a bonfire even though it's modern day <laughs> A barrel fire? A barrel fire. Wearing a barrel. Dot com. Dot co. Isn't there there some talk of, like, one of the main developers of the Souls games is making a shooter? Yeah, isn't it called Beast Souls or something? That's what I heard. 
I have no idea, but that sounds amazing. I know. Like, I was just, like, hearing this conversation. I was like, that sounds like a, like that would make me want to play that more. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like guns more than swords. I'm weird that way. I don't know. You are weird. Yeah. That's why I like you. Oh, thanks. I um, like you too, Nathan. Thanks, Carlos. Oh, can I say one oh. th- little thing that bugged me about Bound by Flame? Oh, Bound by Flame. Okay, thing. back on that. This is, yeah. this is just such a stupid thing. You create okay. a character. You have yep. a spot for where you can like put your name, and it automatically says Vulcan. I'm like, I don't want to be Vulcan. I want to be Jesus with Zs instead of Ss. Well, so I yeah. put that in, and they still call you Vulcan because they're all pre-made like voiceovers and stuff like that. So no matter oh. what, you're Vulcan. Just straight up. You can't change that name. Huh. Okay. You can change it so it appears different, like, on your menu. Is there, so there is voiceover in this game? <clears throat> oh, yeah. There's that and, like, cutscenes. It's a game. It is a full well, game. No, I know it's a game, but, like, Dark Souls has text only, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is more, like, another game of this genre sort of thing then. With, like, a story that they tried to make you care about, but you don't. Right, as opposed to just the environment is weird and you kind of figure out what's going on in this world. That's right. By playing it. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> that's all I have the, to say. Kind of waiting for the game like that with photorealistic characters, but they talk exactly like uh, Star Fox on SNES. But it looks like a real guy, but for some reason they just felt like, yeah, they spent all their time developing like amazing looking faces and then they just didn't hire any voice actors. So it's just like, why do you make reality do that? <laughs> Don't see. make reality unless you want to go all the way reality. Yeah. Mocapping. Mocap. Anyways, that's all I had. I think that's all that stands out to me. So that's so everything I, else is important. I played some Asura's Wrath. I brought it up earlier, like the PS3 version. Oh yeah, the cutscene game. The cutscene game. Uh, although honestly i guess my one issue as of right now is i kind of wish it was all cutscenes because there are like shitty character action moments yeah and i have it set on easy so it's not like hard it's just mash buttons for a while until the rage like the burst meter fills up and then doesn't it just take you away from the thing that makes that game great and it's just a stupid anime cutscene what do you mean? Not literal anime. But oh, you're saying the good stuff is bullshit. the stupid anime cutscenes. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's the actual, like, just push this button a bunch of times. It's taking you away from the thing you actually want to see. Right, and at some point when you're fighting the exact same creature again, you're just like, why is this even in here? Like, this is a waste. Like, this is padding. Like, there's no way to justify why I'm fighting yet another giant turtle. Like, That's why, why animes are terrible, by the way. Do they just throw the same, like, I know there's, like, redundant, like, repetition and stuff of, like, last time on, and you kind of just get a recap and all this kind of stuff. Like, this has those, but the same exact fights, basically, like, the same bullshit little battles that don't matter, does that kind of fill out a season in a lot of anime? Isn't that exactly what Dragon Ball is? I, I, I always assume the fights that happen in Dragon Ball are, like, big world events. Like, it's just, like, Vegeta versus Gohan. Does that make sense? Cool. What I just said? <laughs> Would he never fight that guy? Uh, they have fought. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that uh, 
uh, it's kind of funny that in Dragon's Dogma, like uh, in most games, they pad out the action scenes with quick time events. And in Dragon's Dogma, the quick time events are kind of the game. And then they pad that out with boring fights in between. Like in Sir's Wrath, yeah. Like also Capcom, different take on things, I guess. Sure. And yeah, like some of the, like I've played 10 episodes of it so far. Like all but two of those were pretty fun. Like just kind of seeing ridiculous stuff happen but yeah two of them just seem like a complete waste of time like pacing wise it's just like this doesn't count as a big crazy fight anymore because four chapters ago i fought a guy who was bigger than the planet and tried to crush me with a single finger and then all my six arms started punching his finger and a giant shockwave launched him out like it was just like beyond insane scale and then it's like trying to go back to like smaller scale stuff and it's just like no you guys should ramp up like every single fight should be crazier than the last until it's just orgasmic crazy nonsense and well, i don't know why but they keep kind of going like remember back when you were less powerful and you fought a bunch of like p- diseased apes and it's just like yeah that was boring compared to this why would we talk about that i think you also need those moments to to like catch a breather right like um uh, you, you'll even see this in games that aren't Asura's Wrath. Like, you'll see big, super climactic fight, and then a bit of a breather moment where something uncharacteristically easy occupies your time before you get to the next big fight. I guess I just kind of want the nonsense all the time. Like, I'm just like, every time I sit down with Asura's Wrath, I want to be blown away by, like, absurdity. And, like, today, my session with it was kind of lackluster. It was just like, all right, another turtle. And, okay, there's kind of a weird bit where you're sitting in a hot tub and there's a sexy lady and it makes a really, really amazing juvenile, like, burst joke. (laughs) Like, the meter fills up with you kind of getting aroused and then you get interrupted from bursting. It was like, oh, I see. That's pretty funny. But... The rest of that episode was, yeah, flashback, mini-battle stuff, which, I don't know. I, I just want that game to... Like, I'm told the crazy giant Space Buddha fight I did, which was also the demo, so I know Paul's seen that as well. Yep. Um, That is, like, chapter three or four or something, and I'm six chapters after that, and nothing has topped that, but I'm told the game does. Like, something stupid happens later, and I guess I'll I'll stick around and see, but... I don't know. Like, it's almost like I'm fine with, like, everything the game is doing, but it seems like there was, when this game came out, there was, like, a really enthusiastic audience that was just like, oh my god, you gotta play Surge Wrath, so amazing. And it's just like, I don't have this selective memory thing where I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, I auto-deleted five of the chapters that were incredibly boring, and I am telling you about the highlight reel of a Surge Wrath, and it's amazing. And you're just like, okay, but that stuff still exists and is interrupting the pace and is boring. So that's ruining my time. Like, I felt the same way about Saints Row 3. Of just like, did everyone who loved that game forget about the first 10 hours they spent with it? Because it's like the slowest build up to the craziness that happens at the end. And like, sure, the majority of your time with it might have been with crazy superpowers and stuff. But there's a lot of you not having that in that game, and it sucks, especially knowing 
that that happens. Like, it's just like, when do I get the laser jet? Hour 10? Then why do these other nine hours exist? Like, what are you doing? So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, not that I was, like, the game was misrepresented exactly, but I don't know. There, there needs to be more kind of grounded readings on stuff of just like, yeah, no, cool stuff happens in Asura's Wrath, but it's not all balls to the wall crazy all the time. That's unfortunate to me, but yeah, grouching. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's it's fair. The game advertises itself as, hey, you're gonna play a go- uh, 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 some dude who could probably beat up Goku. I kind of want to beat up a bunch of Gokus the, with that claim made, right? So, like, yeah, and not kind of go back to Small Fry, and if you know, or present the Small Fry again, but then it's like not even a thing. Like it's just a one punch. Like it's just like. Oh, it's another giant turtle. You already fought one of those. And then it's just a, you burst immediately and just kick it into space. And it's just like, yeah, moving on. Like it just kind of could reuse the same assets, but just kind of, you feel like it's getting more and more crazy and more and more powerful as opposed to just kind of dips, like weird highs and lows. It just, I want all highs all the time. All the time. Nonstop. So there was that. And I played a punch out. The like Wii version today, the remake, yeah, or whatever, yeah. But there's like new dudes in it, so I guess the just the new the new one, the latest one. Each one more culturally insensitive than the last. Yeah, there's like a guy from India, and he's got a magic carpet, because you know that's what they do. I honestly, I found the salmon arm guy really funny, because like I have an aunt who lives in salmon arm, so it's just like this. Yeah, I've been there many times too. Yeah, this lumberjack character that guzzles maple syrup. And, like, his shout-out lines are just, like, sockeye! Like, salmon. Yeah. And just, like, dumb. Like, he just says salmon arm at some point and then goes to punch you. Like, bear hugger. And, yeah, his hug. His, like, bear hug. I think his name's Bear Hugger. It is. Yeah. He was in the Super Nintendo punch-out, actually. Yeah, okay. Just seeing him with voice work and stuff, and I actually didn't play the Super Nintendo one, so maybe I missed you out. You should. It's good. It's easier than the first one, though, so. Isn't it a totally different kind of perspective? Like, it's more right-behind-your-back, translucent dude? Yeah, yeah, it is, and... Well, technologically um, advanced, yeah. Yeah. There also weren't a lot of old Punch-Out characters in it. Most of them were brand new. So I'm... Was I there guess... any old ones? Uh, yeah, uh, Bald Bull, uh, Bald Mr. Bull. Sandman. Yeah. Um, Super Macho Man, mm-hmm. and uh, right. uh, Bear Hugger actually comes from the old arcade Punch Out, so he kind of counts. Okay. Bear Hugger, yep. How Gabby many, J. Like now, I'm kind of like, I wonder how many Super Nintendo dudes are in the Wii one that I just don't know. Like, is Disco Kid new? No, he's uh, new. Okay. Um, the only one other than Bear Hugger from the SNES who made it in, I think, was Aaron Ryan. I think all oh, the yeah, rest are from the that NES. Guy. You're yeah, right. Crazy Irish dude. The Irishman. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished that dude, and now I'm on Soda Popinski, and I don't know. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Like, it's just the reaction time on that, I was just not up to speed. Like, I don't know what's going on, so I'll play that again. He's Russian, but, dude. He drank yeah, a lot of Soda Pop. I was just like, whatever. He flashed red. Okay, I'll dodge. No, he already punched me. Okay. He flashed Oh, I got punched. Like, it was just brutal. Like, I just got smoked immediately. So, yeah, that game is, uh, as as it's supposed to be, you, you learn the patterns and punch guys. Quick story about Super Punch-Out on the SNES. 
mm-hmm. I hadn't ever played it until I was about 19 years old or 20 maybe. And a friend was playing it and struggling with it. And then I was just like, I've never played this. I lost terribly when I took the controller from him. And I said, I'm going to get good at this game. And two days later, he came over and I beat the game in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) So I played the shit out of that game. Cool. Um, I I should probably check it out. I mean, I I really like the NES one. So there's some crazy characters in the Super Nintendo one. Like uh, there's a dude who fights you with a stick. That guy is like, an asshole. What's his? Uh, something Carlo. Okay. Hoy Carlo. Hoy Carlo yeah, yeah, or Hoy whatever. Carlo. Yeah. He's, he's like this old Chinese man. He has boxing gloves, but he's also got a cane. He's actively thwacking you with this, which is highly illegal in any real boxing match. But it's punching. Yeah. Dragon yeah, Chan that jumps around and kicks you in the face. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Dragon Chan, man. Fuck him. Then there's the guy, the, the clown juggler who throws balls at you. Uh, Mad Clown. Yep. Yeah, Mad Clown. Jeez. Yep. Okay. So it's ridiculous and over the top, but yep. boxing. Little known fact about me, I know me some super punch out very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I played that game to death quite a bit. I was trying to find each character's uh, dizzy state where you could uh, one yeah. where you could one hit knock down them. It, it's pretty satisfying when you get Nick Bruiser to that state and then he walks forward all proud and then you smoke him in the face and he just goes down like he crumbles isn't his frame perfect though it is it's pretty perfect for nick bruiser yeah there do you watch agdq uh awesome games done quick yes yes i do did you watch the last one was it agdq or sd the blind run of that game. Yeah, I did watch that one. I remember things like he couldn't really dodge Mad Clown's balls because, yeah, um, like you you don't know where they're gonna come from just from sound cues. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, I I basically cheered when he did that, like the that whole <laughs> game or whatever, because the one part that I was just like, oh man, that's so awesome that they got this live on a marathon and stuff is uh. Where he's doing it blind, right? And then he's just like, uh, I accidentally got that frame perfect punch, so now I have to adjust. Because he just, like, destroyed the end guy of the game. <laughs> that was so good. Anyways, yeah. yes. Punch out. There you go. <laughs> punch out. You guys are way more... Like, did you play the Wii one then? Do you have negative thoughts about it, or do you like it? Like, I, I didn't have a Wii when that came out. Okay. So I never bothered picking it up, but I'm sure it's fine, and I'm sure I would suck at it and then get good at it for two days and then probably put it down again like I did with Super Punch. Yeah, it's it's perfect at doing that, like just like, you know, crazy fights and all that kind of stuff. I almost wish there was like more cutscene stuff, like between circuits, you get a training cutscene, but it seems to be just the same one every time. And like it was in the NES of just like you're jogging in the pink suit or whatever, but there's like a glimpse of that. And the rest of it is just kind of Doc saying nonsense to you and eating chocolate. And I don't know. It's I wish there was like several of those, a couple gags, instead of just redundant use of the same one. You you might be disappointed in the SNES one. There are like no cutscenes in it. What? Yeah, there isn't it's any. Seven. In fact, it's just like a screen that shows your time and then it goes to the next one. Do you even have a trainer? Like No. Nothing. There's no flavor dialogue? There's nothing. You, it is just a straight-up punching simulator. Oh, okay. Huh. 
that is kind of different because yeah, I'm I'm so used to kind of the in between round jokes and banter, and just like sign up for Nintendo Power, like just that kind of stuff. But okay, are you also Little Mac? Like who are you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you you're Little Mac. Okay. It looks a little different, but but okay. you have blonde hair, if I remember. Yeah, you have a different color of hair. Or something, and, and he fights without a shirt on in that one. Yeah. He's so also he buffed as shit in the Super yes. Nintendo one. Yes, he 90s, is. 90s Little Mac is pretty extreme. He's not exactly yeah. Little Mac, maybe in stature, but, like, he's all man, baby. Okay. Because, yeah, it's super dumb seeing, like, I'm 17, and I'm 110 pounds, and I'm fighting a 400 pound. It's like, this would never happen. Like, like I'm fighting Super Macho Man, yeah, who apparently is, is 24. Like, if that guy hit you one time, you'd be done. And you're you're a kid. You should go home. Well, in Super Macho Man's case, he had a one-hit-and-you're-done punch, so... He did. That's right. Ugh. The whirlwind punches. Yeah, and that thing was super fast in the Super Nintendo version. You I got remember... used to it, though. Like, yeah. the weird thing about those games is that when you play it a lot, that game slows down because your brain is going like that. And, like, everything is in slow motion now. And you see the little tell, and then you're just like, duck, 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 bam, bitch down. It's almost like super hexagon reaction times. Yeah. Yeah. That might be it for me, too, in terms of games and stuff. I'm trying to think. Like We TV, should go to questions and stuff. The TV happened. A couple mm-hmm. films. Oh, yeah. I watched uh, Year One, the Harold Ramis movie, Jack Black and Michael Sarah. Did you ever suffer through that? Either Why would I? I don't <laughs> like Michael Sarah. <laughs> okay, this is don't watch this. This is basically just him doing the awkward thing. And that yeah, is, trust me, I wasn't going to. <laughs> no, that's fair. But I mean, I I figured you were kind of slave to tradition or whatever. It's like I gotta check out Harold Ramis's last directorial feature. No, I dude, fuck him. That. Okay, damn, uh, he's in it. It's just it's just Bible jokes. It is two dudes wander around and run into a bunch of Old Testament stuff, and it is kind of harmlessly silly at times, and it's not. The world testament, ever? more like old testicle. Am I right? No. Right, guys. Yeah, testicle joke. Kyle Gass. Uh, uh, right. As a man who only has one testicle, I appreciate this. God joke. damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a bag with the yeah Kyle Gass of uh defense. I won't belabor this. Um. Oh, I played Bioshock One. It's still okay. Questions and stuff. Questions and stuff. Questions. Okay. I got um uh some Twitter stuff. So. Meow sent in some stuff. Like I said, all her stuff is lost in the ether because of terrible website stuff. I'm sorry. Your voicemails are not going to be played. Like, better luck next time. I apologize. I couldn't do anything to help it. Um, It's probably for the best. I was going to be such a jerk and actually send myself a voicemail. Um, that'd I'm be like, so good. Yeah. yeah well, it didn't work out. It's fine. Yeah. So on Twitter, I just went like, any questions or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she said... For you, Carlos, mm-hmm. I, I knew he watched Space Dandy and enjoyed it, but I wouldn't mind hearing some opinions on the series so far. So uh, I've seen the first episode of Space Dandy. It is okay. going to be one of the Carlos and Dave anime rave episodes. Um, for a kid who grew up in the 80s, that show was a super uh, nostalgia trip. Yeah. That intro, it's... That intro is. Uh, I, I turned to Dave and I said, "This is '80s as shit." Did you get the <laughs> so, Japanese one, the funky, the like jazz funk intro? Um, 
the yeah yeah like the we we did watch the dub for that one and we've kind of been mixing it up the dub for some and the sub for others um but that intro was subbed um so it's kind of a kind of a weird soul music meets j-pop kind of vibe going on with it okay um the intro is super cool um there there was one point where like space dandy and his buddy were on some planet and there was a giant creature and then an even bigger ridiculous creature comes and yeah. eats the first one yeah. and then an even bigger one just beats the shit out of that one and then this robot falls into the scoop and does a thumbs up at the end and it, 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 it's just kind of crazy and and super super kind of like absurdist humor and sometimes it does the japanese thing of calling out its own humor which i always hate it's like oh why are you being so whimsical when someone does something whimsy uh but other times it just kind of lets the joke stand on its own which i really appreciate i'm really enjoying it so far i i still sent nathan watched the sub for the first one yeah i still stand by that you need to watch the dub because it's the voice acting I, there's just subtle things that voice acting brings to you, I think, that when, like, you hear it in your own native language, it makes some of the jokes and, like, timing funnier. That's right. what I'm thinking. No, that's fair. Just, like, I read a joke on the screen while craziness was happening. Like, it's it doesn't quite pop the same way. Uh, fair. It, it all depends on the show, too. Like, like Kill the Kill, there's no dub yeah. of it yet. Uh, I'm not a sub, like, I'm not one of those uh, sub-elitist guys, but... I'm not sure how well a dub could do for Kill a Kill, because a lot of its a lot of its character has to do with just how crazy the voice acting is. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also says some other stuff on Twitter for both of us. Okay. Uh, tell Nathan I thought he did a good job on the solo podcast, and okay. she also said most of my questions for him on her on the voicemail thing is. Why do you go to bed so early, Meowth? I tweeted right after you said that, that your voicemails got lost. You should have asked them. Oh, my God. And um, she also said, I, I like watching Paul play Steam games. I think he should keep on doing it. I will keep on doing it. Thursday's random game day sort of thing will happen. I, or request a game day will happen. I already have the games picked out from last week when I took a hiatus because I wasn't feeling mentally fit to go on the Internet that day. So I will go ahead and do that again. And as always, Friday morning live is just random shit. I will be doing that. Oni on Twitter. Like I said, Carlos is an expert in fighting games because he kind of is. So he's asking. Uh, I'm really not. (laughs) I am no expert. I just I'm an enthusiast who occasionally goes to tournaments. He I think he opened this up for all of us. But okay. I'm pretty sure this is mostly for Carlos because fighting games. Played Skullgirls? If so, how does this stack up to a lot of the bigger fighting game franchises? Well, I'm a little biased on this one because Skullgirls is one of my favorite fighters. Okay, um, see, I'll, I'll I hated be... Skullgirls from what I played of it. So, um, To be as objective as possible, um, because I'm only human, I can't be completely objective. Um, Mike Z made Skullgirls to kind of be his answer to to Marvel 3, he wanted to make something that was closer to Marvel 2, but with little improvements and little tweaks, right? So, um, a lot of Marvel 2 does come out in Skullgirls. There's, uh, 
there's there's the team hyper combos and uh, or, or the DHCs rather, where you do your next character super when your current one's out and uh, stuff like doing assists to to keep to keep the opponent locked down and making sure your team jives with each other and. And, you know, the game not really punishing you for running away, but making sure everyone has combo tools to close the gap, right? Um, it's a well-made game. It's a beautiful game. Okay, uh, this ha- is ha- where I have to ask you something quickly. Go ahead. Because when I played it, like, I tried out, I think, a beta build, or, like, a very, very early build of it that was going around for a while. Mm-hmm. And it played, like, garbage. Like, I didn't feel good playing it at all, so maybe they tightened it up then. There were... Skullgirls, there was another version of it, as far as I know, before Mike Z came aboard. Okay. Um, and then Mike Z came aboard, and that's the game that kind of looks like Skullgirls does now. Um, I don't know what kind of fighter it was to begin with. Uh, I saw images of it back in this, uh, uh, back in the ancient times of the long, long ago when it wasn't a Mike Z production. So I never tried that game. Um, I know that he has kind of a tightened up the game systems a bit the beginning meta game for Skullgirls was very combo heavy and he kind of toned that down a bit he made it a bit more focused on resets where you okay. want to do a combo you kind of want to mix up a guy so that you can do another combo right after and get your damage scaling back on your side right so mm-hmm. um i think it's a well-made game and i th- I, I, I it, like whether or not whether or not it's anyone's favorite game, people have to admit that, you know, it has a dev that actually listens to people and actually patches it and explains his changes and whatnot. So I like that out of any fighter. Uh, okay, just another quick anecdotal thing. A mm-hmm. uh, friend of mine who does, like, reviews or whatever, he actually does porn reviews, but, like, he also does video game <laughs> reviews on a different site. Like, sure. porn reviews are how he brings in his money. That is totally, that has nothing to do that with what I'm about before, to say. That has come up before, though. I remember. It, okay, so that, yeah, that dude. Callbacks. Yep. Yeah. So, um, he reached out to them and said, like, is it supposed to feel this way, sort of thing? And they just shut him down by basically saying, like, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. And I thought that was really shitty. And I never wanted to play that game again after I saw that comment. Huh. So, uh, I'd be interested in seeing that just out of curiosity. Let me see um, if I can dig up a link for you while we keep doing the show. Sure, okay. sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I like Mike Z, but I know sometimes he can be a little off-putting because uh, okay. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he, he's an, uh, an opinionated guy, right? He, he knows what he likes. He knows what he thinks is best. And Fair enough. And I could see that being off-putting. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> like, especially for people that do internet reviews sort of thing, when, like, it's just a really bad thing to see another reviewer get called out that they're, like, an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh, well, you can't take criticism at all. That's really bad. Oh, oh well, in fairness, I think some reviewers do need to be called out on that. Because, I mean... They do. You're right. You'll occasionally get people like Ben Kuchera of the Penny Arcade Report who... His entire review of King of Fighters was all all about how sexist the game was and mentioning amazing. nothing about the mechanics. Yeah, so, amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. But you know what the fun thing is, is that guy has a job. <laughs> to do. He gets paid to do dumb shit like that. I know. 
it, it makes me a little. Uh, uh, look, I'm not saying that I would pop Ben Kuchera in the mouth if I ever did see him, but I do kind of want him to challenge me to a fight in like a Vegas boxing ring where we both sign disclaimers saying that we won't sue the other for any injuries, and I just want to go to town a little bit. I'm just saying. Fight me, IRL faggot. <laughs> just send that to him on Twitter. I'm sure he'll respond. <laughs> Yeah, but it won't be with the Vegas boxing ring challenge. No. Okay, so that was it for Twitter. I'm going to quickly do the voicemails here. Here we go. So I'm kind of curious about how old you guys were when you first watched South Park. I was 10 when it came out, and I was hooked instantly. And while it's not a kid's show at all, I watched it from the perspective of identifying with the kids because they were the same age as me. The Simpsons was my favorite show. I watched it almost every day. First watched it, Tracy Ullman shorts, while I was still in the womb. But South Park grabbed me because I really identified with those kids. In a way, I never really did with Bart or Lisa. I still have my VHS tape I had back then of the potbelly elephant episode and the death episode from season one. And For me, South Park was never better than the movie, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I remember when Blame Canada got nominated for an Academy Award. My dad basically went, if you're going to nominate a song for that movie, at least do it honestly and nominate Uncle Fucker. Me and my friends played a lot of the N64 game that was a GoldenEye knockoff. That game gets shit. It was a lot of fun at the time. At least it set itself eh. apart with the anti-gravity multiplayer map where you could eh. fly. Debatable. Wait, what? The South Park game? Actually, it's up that well either. But my question for you guys is, when did you get into South Park, and how old were you? I actually, by fluke, I didn't know that question was that question, mm-hmm. answered this, and it was when that episode aired, uh, Pink Eye. Right, oh yeah, that's right, we had this that conversation in the first 20 of us When that aired, and that was the exact date, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, di- I do remember that Oscar ceremony with Blame Canada, but honestly, I was not into South Park until I was, like, 19 or 20. Like, I worked at a video store, and a dude there kind of, in, like, I don't know. I think it was around when the, when did the Warcraft episode come out? Uh, season 10. October 29th, 1997. Was your start date? Yeah, I was 11. Okay, Wow. Um, oh, wow, yeah. you guys are way younger than me now. I feel old. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was kind of a sheltered upbringing, so I was not able to watch it for quite a while after that. But yeah, 2008, 2007, I watched a whole bunch of it. Uh, I I think I was 18 or 19. I didn't see it. Uh, I, I didn't see the original episode, but uh, some friend like videotaped them on VHS, of all things. Yeah. And, uh, Brought them over to uh, another friend's house, and I saw them there for the first time. He brought in, like, um, a whole bunch of season one episodes. So I'm pretty sure I was 18 or 19, and that's when I first got my dose, and I was kind of hooked from there on out. Yep. Just such... That show has changed so much in their comedy style, too. It's amazing. Yeah, they've gotten rather political. They have, but they've also gotten more relevant. (laughs) Like, not just kind of one-off jokes or anything like that the whole episode will revolve on like a satirical thing yeah Mm -hmm. kind of cool though but Mm -hmm. yeah next voicemail here we go the message from last week about kids in the movie theater reminded me of a similar experience i had last year 
Okay. If you're a mother with a five-year-old, maybe don't take your kid to a movie about a mother who gets possessed and tries to murder her children. <laughs> Just a thought. Jeez. Yeah, there were a couple of parents with their kids at the showing for The Conjuring I went to last year. And this one girl just could not handle it. She tried to run out of the theater, and her mom, I'm assuming it could have been an aunt or a babysitter, I guess, grabbed her and tried to bring her to her seat. The, the kid could not be consoled, so they left the movie and they didn't come back. And I could see how someone might complain about that, but for me, it kind of enhanced the experience, honestly. And I'm not sure if that was just a bad parent who didn't think about what they were taking their kid to, or an awesome parent who was just okay, like, scaring the shit out of their kid. So I guess I could ask you about parenting choices, but fuck it. Uh, what's the first R-rated movie you remember seeing that didn't give you nightmares? For me, it's Terminator 2. Hmm. Okay. That didn't give me nightmares because yeah. I know my first R-rated movie, and it did it... give me nightmares. Yeah, me too. My, was... uh, <laughs> oh, you're gonna laugh! This was my first R-rated movie that I saw like before I entered puberty. A little gem from Japan called Akira. Oh mm. man! Okay. <laughs> well, it's a cartoon, so how bad could it be? Yeah, well, you know, blood and. That poor girl getting squished in inside the yeah, that was... fucking Tetsuo's growing mutant body. You know, I saw that recently, and when that scene came up where she got crushed, I had this strange hankering for red meat. Really? Yeah. I guess, yeah, that always kind of upset me how callously that seems to happen. Like, it's just like, eh, whatever. I was like, oh, no! Yeah, and I wanted some steak tartare right that moment. Hmm. Like, I needed red meat. That's I Hannibal. was a little disturbed at myself, actually. Yeah. Well, I guess I also watched Hannibal. But, okay, I think Predator might have been, for me, the Schwarzenegger movie. Without any problems after? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um, okay. Although, I guess, little kid, like, this kind of age range, seeing... No, I guess I was eight. I honestly thought Batman Forever was kind of intense, dude. There was boiling okay. acid, and I didn't like that. But I stayed for the whole movie. It was just kind of, yeah, taking... Like, I was just reading about The Conjuring specifically. Like, they were saying it was rated R just for being too intense. Like, there's no cut they could make to make it less intense. Mm-hmm. And fair enough, yeah. That that kind of movie would have deeply bothered me as a little kid. Like, dude. So, yeah. Nightmare stuff, though? I, like... Raiders, dudes melting, maybe, because also Old Testament, like, fear of God type stuff as mm-hmm. a little kid, like, was genuine. So it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that's stuff that can happen. Like, that was kind of extra for me. Uh, First one I saw that didn't give me nightmares when I was young was Rosemary's Baby because I found it boring. It's kind of a oh. slow build up. For, yep. Yeah. And I it's like not terrifying it until you realize what's going on. And when you're a kid, you don't realize what's going on very easily. Because you're not paying attention. Yeah, fair enough. And so, uh, the first one that did give me nightmares, there was two. I remember Hellraiser gave me nightmares when I was mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. And um, the big one for me, one of the first horror movies I ever watched was Nightmare on Elm Street. And when you're a kid, the idea that something can kill kids in their dreams yeah, yeah. like 
terrifying. Fucking terrible. It's the worst. <laughs> it's a like, don't let your guy, don't let yeah. your kid watch a movie where it's telling you the whole time that you're a kid, you are going to get killed when you go to sleep. Because that kid won't sleep ever again. <laughs> yeah, like they'll try not to, and then they'll just be that's bad patterns. Like that's unhealthy. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, last voicemail. Here we go. Hey Paul. Hey Nathaniel. I'm really happy with you right now, Paul. You're finally going to be playing Monster Hunter. I love you so much. You too, Nathan, but to a much lesser extent because you won't play Monster Hunter. So I'm thinking you're probably going to get killed by the Lyacris. But, you know, it's possible. You might run. Um, so are you looking forward to it? I know I am. I'll see you at the... Damn it, fuck you. <laughs> Alright, uh, am I looking forward to Monster Hunter? Honestly, not really. Wait, do you actually have it though, or were you just kind of joking around? No, I promised him I would buy it and play, have my first experience on stream, but he had to be there the whole time I streamed, and not okay. look away. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird pact of just like, I'm gonna play your favorite game wrong, check this out. Yeah, pretty much. I think my words to him were... You have to stay the whole time while I troll you with my plane. Okay. So, um, I'm, I am going to be doing that probably in about two weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was going to be this week, but I have some other stuff planned and I don't want to and other shit came in the way. But, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot and, uh, like, am I excited about it? Not particularly, not more. I don't get excited about video games much anymore because it leads to disappointment. You yeah, know. it's more like when you find one that it's like, wow, I actually really like this. Like, it's it's that much more exciting. Yeah. But going in, it's just like, who knows anymore? Like, everything could be terrible. Carlos, how much do you love Monster Hunter? I don't. Okay. I uh, I played Monster Hunter 3, and I was like, this is kind of like PSO or Diablo, but I'm very uninterested in anything that's happening. Uh, the PSO however, comparison, yeah. Like, I see that in everything, and it's just like, why is there, like, a following for this? Now, I'm not going to judge... I'm, I'm not going to judge anyone who does like it, because, I mean, I play way too many hours of Diablo 3 while listening to podcasts, and that I know why great. I'm doing it. I'm doing it to get loot, and it's, it's really good. shallow and dumb, but I like it. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Dynasty Warriors Gundam, so I can't really judge anybody's taste in games. <laughs> but Monster Hunter, not really my thing. Hmm. Yeah. That's... I the Dynasty Warriors comparison is also kind of interesting. I'm just like, it's never been kind of finely honed, but it just keeps doing its thing. And there is a group that wants that and will well, always want that. I really, I really like the Gundam ones just because I recognize a bunch of these suits. I recognize a bunch of the characters from the awful, awful Gundam series they're all in, except for G Gundam. G Gundam's great, and uh, I just like to kill hundreds of robots with another robot, and that kind of does it for me. So I'm like, yeah, giddy up. I know this is a subpar game, but whatever. As advertised, so I know what I'm gonna get. Yeah, warriors. All right, well, thank you for questions and Twitter stuff. If you wanted to do the same thing, this is how you're going to do it right here. Wait. Got a question or comment for the show? You can email us at podcast at pixelresponse.com or leave a voicemail using the voicemail feature on the right side of the main page. 
On Twitter, you can reach Nathan at Krasnor and Paul at Exposure. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash thepixelresponse and visit pixelresponse.com for more. That's all a fallacy, by the way. I was like, most of those things are still true, but the core site thing is not like, at all. Just an idea. Why don't you get off your ass and just follow us on Twitter? If you've been listening to us this What's long, in there? That was mentioned. Like, yeah, but like, why don't you just do that? Like, fuck all the other stuff. Just follow us on Twitter. We'll tweet when we do stuff. I mean, stop being a dick. What? Okay. Are people, people are actively been not following? I don't know. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, probably now, as soon as I release this, just like, oh, 600 people gone. Yeah, 600 people were like, oh, man, I really should feel bad I don't follow that guy's Twitter. Follow. <laughs> that would that would be amazing. Just like 10,000 people. It's like, just people getting shamed time. into following you. Yeah. It's like, hey, asshole, follow me, bitch. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Okay, I guess so. You make a compelling argument. <laughs> but so, yeah, um, Carlos, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I realize I sound a little tired. That's because I am. Um, yeah. But it's, it is it, it is always fun to come on and to shoot the shit, as it were, and have good times and talk about movies and games and stuff. Yeah, it's always a good time. Also, you do some stuff. You do a I do, lot of stuff, actually, honestly. I, I do entirely too much stuff. Um, the best way to find that stuff is to follow me on Twitter at HandsomeFatMan. Um, or you could go to the podcast site I co-host, Two Fat Guys Talk Games, tfgtg.blogspot.com. We have two shows now, the podcast proper and the insanely much more popular anime rave, where <laughs> Dave and I watch animes and I get very mad at them. Yeah, fair enough. fair enough. That sounds like something I would be into watching, actually. More so than the actual anime. Uh, it, it, a good starting point might be to watch our anime rave of Stein's Gate. It is one of the most popular animes out these days. Very highly rated. It mm -hmm. is garbage. It is hot garbage. I don't understand how anyone likes it. It is horrifyingly bad. Stein's? Is it about monsters? It's it's about some stupid Japanese asshole who talks way too much, who can send texts back in time for purposes that I'm never going to find out because I nearly killed myself watching that show. Texts? <laughs> okay, okay. I yeah. will inquire further, I guess. Yeah. yeah, he microwaves a banana and it turns green and they never explain why. <laughs> okay. I'm not even fucking kidding you, man. What is that? <laughs> also... You are the voice master for Air Dash Academy and Guilty Bits. Uh, yes, I, I I do the voice work for uh, uh, the various series that Novril uh, puts out. Uh, his channel on YouTube is Novril Tataki. Uh, that's also his YouTube or his Twitter handle. Um, yeah, if, if if you want to watch quality tutorial videos, seek out Guilty Bits and Air Dash Academy, and hopefully we'll be putting out more videos for you to learn fighting games very soon. I watched some of those and I learned quite a bit. And also, there was a whole bunch of shit I couldn't understand you talking about. So, uh, there is they are kind of meant more for the person who knows like what an instant what that IAD means instant air dash, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, it, they're aimed more at the person who kind of knows the terminology, but they might not know when they would dash forward or when they might throw out a move or a chain. Um, mm -hmm. 
we have been told that maybe a more beginner-centric video is in order, and I think Novril is mulling the idea. We'll see what comes out, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. So, yeah, stop being a dick and follow him, too. God. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you assholes on Twitter. Come on, you man. Fucking dicks, Just, just keep man. raising that number. Anytime that follow number comes up, I do orgasm in real life. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a meeting, and I'm like, oh... Another Twitter follower, which is hard to do with one testicle, by the way. So uh, it's not. That's as hard how much as he. Think. <laughs> that's how much he needs it. He needs one your test- follows. One testicle still produces quite a bit of testosterone. In fact, this little <laughs> baby's just firing on overdrive all the time. I guess it would have to compensate, right? So it's just like going crazy. There, it, there's actually more testosterone <laughs> because of what, it. Like, if for some reason my testicle just exploded, it would impregnate everyone within a 30-mile radius. <laughs> like the Akira dome? Uh, it, of, like, sort semen. Of, except, yeah, sort of, except somehow far more disgusting. <laughs> Fair enough, there Nathan. Any closing, closing thoughts from Nathan? Uh, 12 Angry Men is really good. People should go watch it. And we'll start a movie club and you can talk about it in the forums. <laughs> there aren't any. Tweet. There are right. forums. There are forums? <laughs> <laughs>